Danny. Oh, I didn't even tell me. I'll, just, I'll do it on my own. Everybody, welcome to another. Uh oh, uh oh, here it goes. There's my, uh, there's my computer being stupid again. And we're gonna keep going, baby. Keep the intro playing. There it goes, and we're fading out now. Jesus, one of these days we'll get this thing on. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Let's Talk Sports Show. I am your host, as always, Nick Bodkins. Uh, this great Monday for you. Uh, we're a little dead period here, folks. Uh, the baseball is now uh, at the All-Star break. We'll have Jonathan talk on, talk about it uh, later on. You know, some surprises, some slumps. Is there teams that out of the race right now could get in, teams in the race could get out? Uh, we'll talk with him all about that. Uh, we got Jim Berenger on. We haven't talked to him since he went down to Nashville. Uh, I don't know if he's still alive. I haven't even seen Jim really post anything on Twitter. I think Sam's got him locked in his basement uh, telling him, tell me good stuff. Tell me good stuff, Jim. Uh, and uh, they're, maybe they're having an L.A. night powwow down there uh, in Sam's basement instead. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get out to Jim and John here in a little bit, but we got the boys with us. Uh, welcome back to the show. We missed you yesterday. None other than my Puerto Rican brother, Johnny Cruz. <laughs> What's going on, bro? Happy to be here. Sorry I missed yesterday, man. You know how Where you was going on. Life, life is just – life gets in the way sometimes, so you got to deal yeah, with it. Yeah, I mean, part. Johnny, let's jump into it. Uh, were you missing yesterday because you didn't want me to hear about my Cubs beating your Yankees <laughs> two out of three – First time in the history of baseball, the Cubs go into New York and actually win a game, and not just one game. They won two games, baby. Uh, you got to feel pretty shitty that the the Yankees are losing to the likes of the Cardinals and the Cubs. Yeah, it's it's a pretty sad, pathetic way to to limp into the All Star break for for my Yankees. Um, not only losing two out of three, but but two games that they that they easily could have won. Um, I don't know what Aaron Boone's doing, and it's, it's an issue that I've had with him for a while. Um, he goes strictly by analytics, and he takes uh, Domingo Herman out a couple of days ago when he only has 74 pitches because he walks a body. Um, and then he leaves Garrett Cole in to face, you know what I'm saying, to go into the seventh inning when he should have took him out. So I don't know what he's doing, but that's two games right there that he costed us. Um, and then, you, you know, the, the St. Louis thing was was a debacle anyway, so. We'll talk baseball when we get to when we get, when we get Jonathan on here. I don't want to talk about the Yankees anymore. What's going on with you, man? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. 
Uh, I mean, you know, I'm glad you're back. Uh, the moving it, going okay. I know you uh, said you got a last, last little bit of stuff here. Yeah, the last little bit that's that's um, that's taking up some time. It was there was some misunderstanding with the whole move-in date or whatever, but um, you know, got everything pretty much packed up. So it's just a matter of them finally saying, "All right, we can move in," and then we just get it all done. So still waiting to do that, which will probably take the rest of this week. But uh, when you when it's only you doing it, you know, saying it takes a lot longer than if you had a had a whole squad of people helping you out. So it's taking a lot longer than it should, but. Um, I'm just going to be happy to be up out of here and be able to set up my new spot. So looking forward to that. Sorry I missed the show yesterday. I do got a really good um, cruise in top five for next Sunday. So we're going to have some fun, uh, and I'm happy to be here. I'm looking forward to talking to Jim and Jonathan tonight. Yeah, before we get into uh, bringing the other guys on, the Mad New Yorker, what's up, Carlos? Uh, Cubby's playing okay. That's a young core that's hungry. A Yankees playing like they, uh, they're ready to rest. So I, we do got a young core, Carlos, but – our bullpen is atrocious, and we're not going to do much if we don't get a, uh, a different bullpen. So uh, let's bring in a guy, uh, speaking of different, he's going to have a different QB. Uh, we're going to ask him because there's reports uh, coming out of Titans camp that maybe Malik Willis is the guy, and maybe Sam, uh, who's the kid they drafted? I, I forgot, the kid that likes mayo on his coffee. Uh, Will Levis is not the guy. Uh, Will, there it Will is. Levis. Um, Will bring Levis. Bring out uh, Mr. First Down, Sam. Nikki, Nikki, Poo, how are you? Your, song, your intro's fading out now. Anyway, <laughs> I'm good. Uh, were you at Titans camp yesterday, or were you at the were you at the Ginger convention? What's going on in Titans camp? Because uh, the reports are, hey, maybe Will Levis is uh, not that good, and uh, maybe Malik Willis is going to be the starter. Well, first things first. I love that Johnny's not packing up his little uh, boxed-in figures that were mint in no, box. That's 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 there. the last that's the last thing that goes. Bro. Yeah, no, no, this, this goes last. Uh, but it, I think people are jumping the gun a lot on this. I know some talking heads will go to like these camps and they'll see uh, Malik Willis throw a deep ball and go, "Wow, we that kid has a deep ball." What they don't mention is what they don't mention is like the ball hitting, you know, 10 feet away from the receiver, the accuracy issues and whatnot. Will Levis has them too, but I can tell you as somebody that's watched football most of his life, Will Levis's deep ball is a lot prettier than his. I'll tell you that. Um, but, yeah, look, everybody's going to have bad days. The rookie's going to have bad days. I don't think they want Will Levis to start anyway. Uh, and we're back where we were in this kind of uh, realm of uh, – of uh, if Tannehill goes down, we're screwed. So, <laughs> Malik Will's going to be on the roster, even. Yeah, I mean, I, are they cutting ties with him? I think he's on the roster. I think they're going to do that three-man roster thing that the NFL has involved in. I, I can see all three of them on there. Um, I can also see uh, all three of them on there. And Vrabel can go. You keep screwing up. I'm putting in this kid, and then the next kid. You keep screwing up. I'm going to put in this kid. Like you know, that just that feels very Vrabel to me. So I, I think all three are going to be on the roster. Yeah. What's the, what's the depth chart? What's the depth chart before the season starts? Uh, Week one. Who's the backup? Who's the starter? And then who's the third stringer? I think. I think it's going to be Tannehill starter, and I think it's going to be Will Levis backing him up. I do. Yeah. Uh, I think there are some more intangibles with Levis that there isn't with um, 
Malik Willis. And I look, no hatred on Willis. He's done a lot, but he, he's, I mean, come on, he's from Liberty University, you know, an offense that was literally, if this guy's not open, run. You know, that, and Will Levis has been in a pro system for a little while. So he gets the lingo, he gets the cadence and everything like that. And that he get basically, he's starting with a leg up, even though Malik Willis has been here a year. A year. Let, let me ask you this the Titans make the playoffs. You, you put mayonnaise in your coffee and drink it on a show. Done. Put hammer it down right now, Nick. I will put mayonnaise on the coffee and drink. If the time no, that's, that's absolutely I, disgusting. Bro. I can't it's believe anyone does that. It's going to happen. It'll, it'll be the <laughs> most terrible. happiest, disgusting coffee I will ever drink. If the Titans make the playoffs, Sam will drink mayonnaise in his coffee. He will Dude. do it live on there. We're going to watch him put the mayonnaise in the coffee. Just prove that he's Dude. doing it and Dude. drink it. There's one for your short clip there. There's one for the short clip. <laughs> <laughs> I will Let's do go it. Ahead. I will do it proudly. That is going to be a fun episode. Speaking of betting and gambling, we got to bring in none other than Mr. Gambler himself, the one and only coming to you live from Dansbury Nursing Home, Mr. Scott Cope. What up, guys? What up? Scott, what's going on, my man? How you doing? I'm doing well. How you guys doing? Good. I know there's nothing to – Scott, what do you do for the next th- week because there's nothing to bet on? Baseball is until Friday. Is there anything to bet on? The Home Run Derby, there's plenty to bet on. Home run who derby. <laughs> who had Mookie that- Betts in the pool, by the way? He just only hit 11 home runs in three minutes, so he, he's done. Um, oh, t- the took- home run derby's on right now? It's yeah. on right now. Who did right you bet now. on, Scott? I took Luis Robert over 44 and a half total home runs. He now has 28. He's moving to the second round, so that's probably a solid. Um, I had Vlad Guerrero over. 38 and a half home runs. He hit 27 the first round against Mookie. That's probably solid. And the third one was over 267 and a half home runs. And they're at like 130 with two more, with one more first round matchup to go. So that's probably going to cash too. So I, I'm three for three in those. So that, that was pretty good. Um, the man New Yorker says uh, Mookie Betts should have used a cricket bat. I mean, to Mookie's point, I did. He read a, a, a statement by him. He said, "I don't, I don't expect to win this damn thing. I, uh, I'm just no, doing I think, it." I think he did it just because his wife, his wife, his wife told him to. Yeah, yeah. His wife was like, "You've done everything else. Why not just you know give it a try or whatever?" So, and I heard he, today a guy, fun, bro. he's having fun. A he guy, he, a guy his size ne- has never won the home run derby before. It's always these really? big. Wow, muscle, muscle up guys like a Pete Alonzo, like a Josh Hamilton, like guys like that. So Mookie just—he's not a home run hitter. He just no. He's he's a he's a he's he's a great baseball player. But hey, sometimes when the wife tells you 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 go do something, I guess you got to go do it. She probably just wanted to get him out the house, right? Like, hey, get the hell out of here. Go (laughs) go do this home run derby. I'm gonna do some shopping. So I have a top five list. I can give you right now. Let's bring in the super producer here, uh, Tanner, before you give our top your top five list or whatever okay. that is. Okay. Tanner. Uh, yeah. What's up? My, 
Pod Danny in the dark. Tanner would like to meet you in the back alley to but let you buy some watches. Uh-huh. All right. Tanner goes, Aaron Rodgers is sitting in his back room right now in the darkness. So Tanner looks like Jeffrey Dahmer is going to ask you if you, why don't you just stay and have a beer in this yeah, dark basement. Where I was, I moved everything around. Where I was, I had less light. Legit. Less light. I am between two different lights plus my big lights here. And some reason I look like 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 you said, I'm in the basement tied up <laughs> in somebody's house. I don't we're, get it. We're gonna we're gonna watch the I don't understand this. You can leave. <laughs> <sighs> anyways, anyways. Tanner, I see I saw you pumping the fist. Did you uh bet on the a home run derby too? I did. Uh, actually, had Roberts winning it. Is what I put down. So he looks really. He looked really good against Rutschman in the front. In the really front good. Yeah, I'm trying to pull yeah. it up now. So, all right, it's Scott. Um, what's your uh, what top? What's your top five here? What are we doing here? So today I saw our top five list. NFL is coming. The bets of the futures are already out. Week one over since 2015. The fifth best teams: Tampa Bay at four and two. The fourth best team is Jacksonville at five and two. Third best team is New Orleans at five, one and one. The top two teams, the Chiefs are at six, zero oh, and one. The Lions are at seven and zero. Oh. The Thursday night game is the Detroit Lions against <laughs> the Kansas City Chiefs. For what do you mean for over? Like for like if the if the total is forty six, it's gone over the total. Oh, so I got you. I got you. I got you. So total points so, in the game, those teams are 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 nailing it. The Lions are okay. well. Part of that's probably because the Lions have been so bad over the years. Their defense right. is just giving up. You know, they couldn't stop a nosebleed. So, so, so here's the points they score. It's I looked at the number. over today for that Kansas City Detroit game. It's at fifty three right now. We betting the over then. I'm betting the over. The history shows that that it's thirteen zero and one combined with Kansas City and Detroit. I'm betting the over. I think there could be 60 points in that game. I always feel like the week one's always kind of sloppy. It is kind of sloppy, but the the defenses are a step behind the offenses in week one. So especially in this in this situation. And they came out with DeAndre Hopkins betting lines. Detroit is fourth favorite to get DeAndre Hopkins. Plus I'm still stuck on the we're in a tie with Detroit. That sounds awful. So, well, as long as you don't tie with them on Monday, on Thursday night, uh, in uh, about that's, a month that's what it's saying. That's what it's saying that we're gonna tie no, with them. No, 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 no. He's talking about no, over, over, points. over, oh, over since over? 2015. Yeah, oh, under overs, the overs since 2015. Like the line right now is the total points is 53. Yeah, you ran away before he could explain himself, yeah. Tanner. Yeah, I was just very upset. I heard something about Lions and Chiefs yeah. there, and I was like, yeah. I thought you were oh yeah. how, how dare you put the Lions, the Lions in the same sentence as the Chiefs? In week one, Detroit and Kansas City are combined 13 overs, zero unders, and one push. No, that's fair. I like that. Yeah. I thought you were going to get a lamp. I, I would. Well, I was actually out. adjusting something, hoping it would work, but it's already all the way up. So never mind. For, so, for, the, for the record, the scuttlebutt uh, around here is that the Titans made a pretty aggressive offer for D Hop. I don't know. If, I didn't know if y'all heard that. I, I heard that too, Sam. Actually, that they their their offers more incentive than the the Patriots. Right. Yeah, it is. 
It is the Patriots. I hate to ask this question because I hate these questions. As Scott learned yesterday, uh, I'm tired of the D Hop, Dalvin Cook shit. If you miss off the rails at me and Scott, we're on with uh, my brother Ryan Larison. Um, uh, I mean, D Hop's not going to the Titans, Sam. I'm sorry. There's just no way. In, in some sense, I hope he does because you're you are the crazy ass that said he's not a one number one wide receiver. So he's not. Uh, he'll play like a number two. He'll play like the thirty one year old uh, oh, number two wide receiver. Right. It's, it's interesting that Detroit. You put, you put him in the Chiefs. I don't, is he a number one? Is he a yes. number one with the Chiefs? Yes. 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 No. Yes. He's yes. Number one yes. by like. Yes. Who would your number one be? Nuts. Chiefs. You're all nuts. Oh, D Hop. D Hop would be number one. Well, that's well. Yes. What are you gonna do? Put Tony or D? Okay. All right, Sam. For the three MBS? teams, or D? Take Buffalo out of it because they got digs. Okay. Oh God, help for the me. other two what? teams, Detroit and New I shouldn't England. have opened the damn doors. It's my damn fault. Who, who's the number one receiver in Detroit and uh, and New England? Amon St. Brown, Brown in Detroit. Right, and Brown in New England. He's definitely Detroit. number one in New England. Yeah, there's no doubt Probably. about it. Probably. In Detroit, he's the one A to Amon Ra's one. You can put him in whatever position you want. Will he play like a number one receiver? <laughs> yes. 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 I do not. I do not. Yards. I do not. Clip it. Clip it. Clip it. I'm not I'm saying. I'm it. not saying he will not help a team. Okay, let me get that clear. He will help a team. He would help my team. He would All help hey, anybody. New, team new, hey, here's another bet. Here's another. We're gonna make a bet, Sam. Oh. D Hop goes for over a thousand. No injuries. If he, he if he stays healthy, because that's the if because if he gets hurt, bet off. If he stays healthy, he'll get a thousand yards. Yes or no? Don't say no. Oh, it depends. It depends. No. It depends who which team he's on, though. If it's a West Coast, right team. now, I, I'm telling no, you. Yes, it does, Tanner. Are you telling me there's not different offenses no. out there that he could go to the Raiders and still get a oh thousand yards? That, yes. That's total crap. Gonna get a thousand total yards crap. He would not get a thousand yards. Oh, so yeah, you're, you're, you're not willing to put a bet on it that he doesn't get a thousand yards. No, because it depends on which. If he goes to a, like a, a more West Coast, okay. Style well, we will revisit this bet when when he signs to a team. I love uh, God. Get all me he, fired up today. Sam, Hot damn, Sam! All he needs to do is average sixty-five yards a game next year, and he hits a thousand yards. That's it. Right. That's why. That's why I was gonna say I would go with more than a thousand yards, Sam. If you're gonna Absolutely. take a bet, I'd say at least twelve hundred. You're looking at twelve hundred, right? I'd say at least twelve hundred. Blah blah blah. We'll see how he performs. And look, if he performs well, good for whatever team has him. Okay, then I, I will be happily be wrong. But I don't think a 31-year-old wide – wow, sorry, my light just did something. Uh, my uh, wide receiver, a 31-year-old wide receiver, it's not crazy to think that they would hit a downturn. No, I'm I mean, not saying I, it's no, a steep no. downturn. But The I'm way you are talking, downturn. it is, though. The way you're talking, you're saying he won't even get 1,000 yards is what you're saying. No, I no, well, I didn't take that bet, first of all. I said he's going to play more like a number two than a number one. That's what I'm saying. Oh, wait, let me ver- let me put it the way you put it in Twitter, okay? Yeah, yeah. Like, well, just say yeah. I think he's lost a step hey. or whatever, since I have to say hey, it in a Hill certain a difference way. Maker. And Hill was a difference maker. Listen, this quarterback market is a whole out. other debate, nice okay? Context out. <sighs> the I'm difference maker, Ryan Tannehill. We'll never forget that one, Johnny. 
not to change the subject, boys. Am I lying to on it? Was it a lie? Because I know Nick loves this D-Bug. Julio Rodriguez just hit 32 home runs in three minutes in the home run derby. Yeah, Mad Yorker's updating us. I mean, Julio Rodriguez is a stud. Is he going to hit 32 home runs for the season this year? No, he, he might. Not Where's he got right now, know, man? He, he's not having a good year, bro. Well, not like is he, he not? last year. I, the I West Coast. So. Johnny, to, to their defense in the home run derby, these guys are just like laying it into the. It's just like yeah, 50 yeah, miles yeah, per hour. Oh, yeah, that's, what, it, that's, yeah, that's what it's supposed to be. So Yeah, that's what it's supposed to be. That's, yeah. that's why. And Julio Rodriguez is at home. So, yeah. it, you know. He's going to get to the final against Robert, I think. I think that's where it's going. Yeah, I think so, too. I think Robert takes it. So, yeah. All right, guys. Yeah, we better get too. underway here. We got a very patient guest, and I am very excited. I was about to say, yeah, we got we got a, we got a oh. big guest right Hey, there, well, man. before he comes on, Johnny, get us, get us through, through our ad read here first, and then we'll give the proper right, well, let me let me tell Let me tell everybody about our friends over at Underdog. Uh, they are a, a fantasy a fantasy app, so make sure you download the, the Underdog app, or you can go to underdog.com. Make sure you use the promo code LTS, and they will match the deposit up to $100. Once again, that's Underdog. Uh, you can download the app, or you can go to underdog.com. Use the promo code LTS, and they will match you up to $100. All kinds of fantasy to, to play there, so check it I out. I just got done with the best ball. Uh, best ball, Scott Fish Satellite uh, best ball draft. Nice. It was so easy to use. It gives the notifications. It is. I mean, it, it's legit. Like a lot of sites right. you have issues with. Like I'm on one site right now that I don't even get. I can't even get notifications through my phone. It's be email. So, like having underdog notifications when you're up, and just the easiness to use. Like it's huge. It's huge. Right, and they're matching a hundred dollars right now. Make sure you use right. LTS as a promo code, people. Go and get I, those basketball drafts in. Yeah, and I've done five best balls in the last like week on underdog, and it, it, Tana's right. It's it's so easy it's to so use. Easy. It looks so good. It's great. So let's let's go ahead and let's get and bring our guest, a man who was in Nashville for the NHL draft, a man who uh, Sam's got locked in his basement, coming to us uh, live. Gets the lotion on his skin, or gets the lotion. A man who knows more about hockey than the average person, the very one and only Jim Berenger, baby. He's got bombs, baby. Behringer bombs over Baghdad. What's up? What's up? Oh, look what's, at him. What's He's at up? Like a kitchen table. Look at him. What's Jim, up, boys? Where what's are you at? Are you in, Jim, are you in Sam's basement? Is Jim, that where you're Jim, at? You don't have to answer that, Jim. You don't have to answer that. <laughs> did you, I, I, did I you not, not make it out of Nashville, Jim? Blink twice <laughs> if the answer is yes. I lost, him I, in a, I, I lost him in a crowd of woo girls walking down the street. Yo, bro, there were so many girls I know. down in Nashville, baby. You go it down was, for just a beer, and then it's like, woo! You're like, oh, oh my god, yeah. it was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. No, I'm in Vermont. I'm in my condo in Vermont, relaxing. Even though oh, wait a minute. you're near me, I'm in Massachusetts. I gotta come up there. That's it. Well, you just, you <laughs> just gotta door, come Jim. up there. <laughs> I know. You're in Vermont, Jim. You moved to Vermont. Vermont? No, I did not move. We have a condo. I've had a condo up here for a long time. It's my place to get away, just to relax and unwind and reset. I've been up here nice. since. Uh, well, I got home from Nashville, was in Jersey, and then I made the trip up here uh, just wow. to get away. I know some people that are up here for the 4th of July, so we just had a good time, and I figured I'd stay here, do the hit from here. And I heard these conversations. Before we get into the hockey, 
I want to touch on DeAndre Hopkins for a minute. Oh, okay, man. Oh, my God. This is Nick's man, favorite topic, okay. by the way, Jim. <laughs> by, by the way, everybody knows, Tanner knows, and Nick knows how much I do not like Daniel Jones. I can respect what he's done. I will say this. If he was going to the Giants, he would have 1,000 yards. With I am a stone. I, I am stone. I am a stone in the river of bullshit. Okay, <laughs> that's what I am. A stone in the river of bullshit. Jim, I, I'm no just food saying. for you tonight. You enjoy that cold basement. <laughs> I'm not even gonna lay out extra straw for you to sleep on. Shit. No lotion. Damn, no lotion tonight. Yeah, no lotion on the skin. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, you got- Jim, before before I ask my first question, thank you to Jim. We talked on draft night. He, he gave yes. me the fourth and the fifth picks in the draft, and I bet him and hit him. So, thank you very much, Jim, as we talked. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, you know, thank you. I appreciate that. The Bruins signing Lucic came as yes. a, a little bit of a surprise to me. What did you think about that? I actually like the signing, to be honest. I think it's it. It's twofold. I think he wants to retire as a Bruin, and I think it's the it's a good PR play with Krejci and Bergeron most likely not coming yeah. back. So yeah. they have to save face somewhere. Uh, they can't just be like, oh, well, we let these guys go, but we don't have anybody. Like, I think Luchas could still be effective, and with the guys that they have there, you got to bring the leadership in there. That was one Stanley Cups. And bringing him back on a one-year deal, is it's not going to break the bank. I actually like what they did at free agency, to be honest. JVR. And Kevin Shattenkirk, the real guy, the guy I'm going to be watching for Boston this year is Morgan Geeky. I think that's an underrated signing by the Bruins. I really like him as a player. Uh, He did not get qualified by Seattle. But again, like this year with the uh, NHL free agency, it really turned into what the NFL was this year with a lot of guys not being qualified, guys being bought out. It was just really a lot of good talent out, became good talent out there, or underrated talent that you haven't seen. And to me, uh, Morgan Geeky is a guy that I like to watch, and I, he was very effective for Seattle. And I think he's going to find a good role with the Boston Bruins. You think they keep both goalies, or you think one's one's out? I think they're going to be able to keep both guys. I just because I think just the salary cap will allow them to do it with the signings that they have. I mean, yep. to be honest, like this is the argument. You have two you have a guy who's won 40 games and another guy that won close to 30 games. You yep. really want to give that up? Like no. I, I wouldn't. I, I mean, don't. I know their guy in the AHL is really good. I understand that. But if you can have Omark and Swayman for a couple of more years to get him ready, then that's the play for yeah. me. Yeah. I agree. Jim Jonathan Toes is is he's still out there. Where's yes. where's he where's he going? You know, that's a good question because there's not a lot of room out there right now for a lot of guys. The salary cap is the big winner of free agency. I may sound like a broken record, but uh it definitely is. And the problem is is there's so much uncertainty around Taves in regards to whether he's going to retire or not. I just I don't know if he goes to another team just because, you know, his history with the illness and things like that. It, I'm not shocked that he's not signed. He may end up waiting and seeing how things play out around the league and where he wants to go. Similar with Patrick Kane. Patrick Kane's got that hip surgery that he had, the resurfacing, similar to Backstrom. I wouldn't be shocked if Kane 
waits it out a little bit before he signs. And by the way, uh, to everybody who said thank you, uh, that I did a great job at the draft. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. I know there was a lot going on. But, yeah, boot, boots on the ground um, yeah. in Nashville. Yes, I saw I saw Carlos's comment. Yes, there were a ton of bachelorette parties on Broadway. <laughs> uh, we were chilling at Tootsie's and several other um, nice. uh, places, establishments on Broadway. Uh, and we ran into a few of them. And it was a great time. I I had a blast in Nashville, yeah. being on the floor, being behind the scenes, getting to interview the players, just seeing the, how everything worked uh, was very fascinating and just very cool to meet all the players and the kids. And they had fun with it. And it was Jim, it was just a good time. Jim, I know you got an old lady. Uh, you know, you got a girlfriend. Uh, that's yeah. what you told me. Uh, you, you can, it's just us guys here, so you can yeah. just tell us. Um, you, you told yeah, no, them girls at the party that you was a hockey player, right? And you know, you had some, you, had, you, you enjoyed your, you enjoyed your time. You can just tell us, Jim, it's just us guys here. Uh, you guys, you, you can read my mind. I'll let you know. We, we know what's going on. Um, <laughs> you, know, you know, Tootsie's back in the day was kind of a peep house, just saying. <laughs> well, the, Wait, back in the day, what about the when I was there? Like <laughs> back, back in the day, it's like a week well, ago, Jim. Back yeah. in the day, is a week ago. No, well, Sam, Jim. Jim told me the best thing about Nashville was he didn't get to see you when he was down there. So I like, did not say that. <laughs> Do not put words in my mouth. Jim. Jim tried to contact me to get involved. I was too busy with family and a very pregnant wife, so it's not like I can just yeah, no, take just off kidding. in the middle of the <laughs> Yeah, no, you are, Scott. Go to I'm Vermont. Kidding. Look at the foilage or something. I'm kidding. At least I know DeAndre Hopkins will have a thousand yards this year. You'll be so. wow, a I'm gonna. What did I start? What did I start? No, this has been going on for a while. But speaking yeah. of Nashville, uh, what do you think of Barry Trotz's move so far? I'm a little skeptical. Uh, it just feels like uh, it feels like uh, the Blues Brothers, right? We're getting the band back together, and he's just getting Pekka's doing the international thing, you know. And then now he's got his like the first guy ever scored a uh, goal in Predators history is the head coach. Is, is Are you okay with all these moves that they're making internally, or is it just kind of like time will tell kind of thing? I like what Barry Trotz is doing, to be honest. I like Brunette's being there as the head coach. I think he got a raw deal in Florida when, when Quinville was there. You know, he Quinville obviously with the situation with the Blackhawks and the whole Kyle Beach thing and, you know, they wanted to go in a different direction. They bring in Paul Maurice. The Panthers do what they do, make it a Stanley Cup final. Um, but I like what Barry Trotz is doing. You know, there might be a couple of lean years there, but I think just the way this roster is constructed right now, you bring in a Ryan O'Reilly, a Luke Shen, you keep uh, Carrier, you keep Cody Glass. And the guys that they drafted, a Matthew Wood, uh, Dylan McKinnon, I got to speak with before he even got drafted. And he was talking about how he wanted to play in Nashville. He likes it. It's one of the loudest buildings, and he hopes to play there down the road. I think what they're doing is is changing the culture a little bit. You know, look, nothing against David Poyle. I think he was a great general manager for that team. And, you know, class act by Tom Fitzgerald to trade, hit the pick in the seventh round so Poyle can make one more uh, yeah. threat. That was a classy move. Loved it. Great video. Yeah, great video. Classy move. But the fact is, Barry Trask is not going to say anything bad about David Poyle, but he knows the mistakes that Poyle made with the contracts to Duchesne and, and Johansson. You move out Johansson, the buyout, it's a little risky, but the salary cap's supposed to go up. You'll be fine. Uh, again, do, what do they do? Are they going to trade their goaltender? How do they look at things? 
Again, I think the way the roster is constructed right now, they're still in that kind of middle area. But I think, you know, over time, they're going to be a good team again and get out of that murky middle. To Jim and Sam, one question. To both of you. I'm in. I'm in, what, kind of hockey, what kind of hockey town is Nashville? Is it a really good hockey town or is it thank, – Thank SC. Gonna... It, it didn't start out that way. Yeah. But thank SEC football crowd. In a hockey state, mm. that's Ooh, what they okay. are. Yeah, it's right. it's okay. it. They've right. definitely done. The Predators have done a great job growing. Fantastic the game job mm-hmm. down in uh, down in Nashville. They have a couple of Ford Center skating facilities down there. Obviously, there's a big roller hockey community down there as well. But the fact is, the team's been really consistent since they've come into the league. It's not like they've been bad. I mean, obviously, '98, the early years, they weren't good, but they weren't like terrible, like some of Minnesota, Columbus and stuff like that. But I love the, the arena. I think Bridgestone's a great place. It's right on Broadway. I mean, look, the awesome. players, the players I talked to uh, talking about like all-star games and events, they, they want stuff in Nashville. The league likes it. there. having the awards there as well with the, um, the draft was huge. I think that's a big thing for them. And, like, Nashville just knows how to – it's a good party town. It's a warm-weather city, and I think a lot of players like going there. They want to go to L.A. They want to go to Dallas. They want to go to Florida, Vegas, right. like places right. like that. And, you know, Nashville become a destination for guys. And, you know, the country music scene, you got Ryan O'Reilly, big country it's, music It's guy, becoming so. a destination for celebrities in general. Yeah. Nashville. Oh, yeah. I, I mean – yeah, it's it's crazy. Like you, a lot of football players are moving there. A lot of people are migrating to Nashville uh, here lately. Kittle, like, Kittle goes to the Predator games too. Yeah, yeah he does. Yeah, yeah. Kittle goes to the Predator games. There's, I mean, obviously during their run in 2017, the Titans were there. They were drinking beer out of the catfish. It was, uh, I mean, it was the, yeah, they, they were just going. It was stuff was just going viral. It was great. But Nashville's done a great job of growing the sport. And getting a lot of people involved, and I think that's a big thing for uh, hockey in general. And I think Predators, you got to give them credit for what they've done and the growth of hockey in that area, and the fact that there's a lot of good hockey coming out of there, good teams. And now Predators are going to be, you know, look, Barry Trotz loves it there. The community loves him, and he's going to do a good job with the, the Predators going forward. I, I like what what the moves that he's made. There'll be a couple of lean years, like I said, but I think Nashville will be be fine. Jim, is there a move so far, uh, free agency wide or trades wise, that you were kind of surprised that was uh, that's been made? Oof. Well, I think I'm going to start with surprises. I think the fact that Tristan Jari got five years with Pittsburgh is way too long for the money that sure. he got at five point three seven five million. They, I mean, I don't know who they were outbidding. I think they were outbidding themselves, to be honest. Five years, you look, you know, I mean, look, the goalie market when the guys start to go. Teams panic, and do I think he's a better goaltender than Jonas Corpusalo? No, uh, Corpusalo might got an extra year too long, but again, you know that's the price you have to pay if you want goaltending. Uh, you know, obviously the moves that we expected to be made were made, but again, I go to Pittsburgh and I say to myself, okay, this team's aging. They haven't won a playoff series since 2018. Jari hasn't been healthy. He's looked okay. And we're going to give him five years. So Kyle Dubis, basically, you're telling me if you stayed in Toronto, you're going to run it back. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, there are a couple of ancillary pieces that they brought in for depth and stuff. But you still have bad contracts on 
the books with Raquel and Michael Granlin. And so you still have to move money, and yet they want to bring in Eric Carlson. Again, where is he going to fit? Uh, was I shocked that Carolina ran back their goaltending? Maybe a little bit, but this is what they feel comfortable with. You know, the big thing for me is a lot of guys took one, two-year deals. You know, Anaheim threw out money to Gudis and Cologne. I, again, I don't understand it. Just because they're not in a win-now mode, they're not going for going to be a playoff team. They're going to be a bad team for a few years now. But again, good for them. They get paid. Again, to me, you know, you know, I know Carlos is not you know, a big trots guy, but he's gonna he's gonna do well down in. Uh, hey, he's gonna hey, do. You, don't be talking that in Nashville. They'll kick your ass. I, exactly. I'm That's what I'm saying. Trots is such a great dude. That, he gave me so much it. information. It was great. Uh, he's the man. I love Barry Trotz. I always loved him in New York. I thought he was a great Islanders coach and got a raw deal by the team. But, you know, look, a lot of players took one two-year deals. Dmitry Arloff going to Carolina, two-year deal. He's he's expecting to the cap to go up. He'll get paid. Similar to what Toronto did with Tyler Bertuzzi and the Max Domies. I Again, John Klingberg, $4, uh, $4 million. I don't know who they were outbidding for John Klingberg. Again, look, Ryan Reeves. Look, I love Ryan Reeves. Three years, a little long for me. But, again, the term and AV are tied together. Islanders, what are you doing? Again, seven years for Scott Mayfield, seven years for Pierre Engvall, four years for Simeon Varlamov. He's 35 years old. He's going to be 39 when the contract expires. Look, Sorokin, you got to pay him eight years at that kind of money. He's a franchise goal. He's going to win Vezinas for you. But, again, they still haven't addressed the issue of goaltending. And, to me, that's where, you know, a guy like – Vladimir Tarasenko can help out. He's still on the market. Matt Dumba's still out there. Thomas Tatar's still out there. There's still guys out there. And then obviously we had the big trade Sunday night with Alex Debrinket finally getting traded. As I stated at the draft, there was a lot of chatter going That's on. That's what's going to be my next question. Yeah. What, what, what happened there? Uh, they said, like I was kind of reading, it was a saga. And then why the, why the Red Wings? Because they t- seem like a team that's not in contention either. Well, Detroit, I think he wanted to go to Detroit. There were other teams involved, but Detroit seemed to be the place he wanted to go. He wanted to go back home. He wanted to go to Michigan. He, that's where he wanted to go. Similar to Pierre-Luc Dubois' situation prior to the draft. Dubois wanted to go to Montreal, but then other teams got involved, like L.A. Uh, was in on Dubois before they made the trade with Columbus. Uh, you know, before you know Columbus and Winnipeg made that trade, they were in with Columbus before that whole thing went down, but now they signed him to a new extension. You know, look, he played his hand. He didn't want to stay in Ottawa long-term, and they got rid of him, and they made the trade yesterday. I think salary cap, working out the extension, I think that's why it didn't get done at the draft. But, again, when you see scouts and general managers talking and you're on the floor and you you hear names going out, you know, that – it was very surprising it didn't happen that day because all signs are pointing to it. But, again, the salary cap came into play, extensions, what guys want, can we get the money – the determination, uh, like wh- what are we going to do to get this resolved long-term? And Detroit, again, it's surprising that Ottawa traded to a division opponent considering that like, Ottawa, Buffalo, and Detroit are battling for one of those playoff spots in the Atlantic. You know, I know Stevie Y says they're in a rebuild mode still, but, you know, adding to Brinkett, that's not a rebuild move. That's, uh, that's going for it and trying to make the playoffs this year. And I think one of those three teams will. Uh, again, you look at return for a lot of these players, and everybody's like, oh, well, the return's not there. Well, when p- teams like Ottawa and Winnipeg want players in return and not pricks and prospects, that's the return you're going to get. Dominique Kubelik's a good player for Ottawa. He's going to put 26, 27 goals in. 
similar to what Gabe Velarde is and uh, Rasmus Kapari and Alex Ayafala for the Jets. Those guys will be fine in that system. But again, that's why, you know, it's tough to move a player like a John Gibson or a Connor Hellebuck because they want players in return. What are you going to sacrifice? What extensions looking like? But I like the move Detroit uh, to bring it. That's a solid move to go with Larkin. Jim, what, what two-part question. How much, how improved are the Chicago Blackhawks with all the moves they've made? And what do the Pittsburgh Penguins have to do to get back into the mid to upper echelon of, of the Eastern Conference in the NHL, in your opinion? Scott, the Blackhawks right, so, are in the 10-year plan. So, I mean, this is just Yeah, exactly. Part of I got to know where we're at. Like, 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 if guys have watched the show from the beginning, we this is a 10-year plan inside joke. Everybody knows it's a 10-year plan in Chicago. But It just but, resets every two years? Is that what it is? It just resets every two years. It's exactly. just like the Cubs, right? It's just like the Cubs. Exactly. Exactly. No, wow. but as far as what Chicago did, I actually really like what they did. You insulate the kid, Connor Bedard. You draft him, obviously, going number one. Uh, but you insulate him with Perry, bring in a Taylor Hall. You bring it, you know, you sign Nick Felino. You do things like that to insulate him, make sure he doesn't get beat up. And Taylor Hall is going to have a nice season with Connor Bedard playing there. I mean, look, both yeah. of those guys are going to feed off each other. They're still going to be bad, but at least, you know, the kid's going to get protected a little bit when, yeah. when he gets onto the ice. And I like the moves. I mean, four million bucks. Okay. So what? You get four sheets. It's all right. I like to get four sheets too. Uh, as far as, as far as the Penguins, here's the thing. We touched on it before. They got to get rid of some money and they got to get younger. Um, to me, Ron Hextall tried to make a tough decision last year. Ownership didn't allow him to do it. He wanted to not re sign Evgeny Malkin. And I know, well, these guys have to retire. No, they don't. You can make a tough decision in this game. This isn't the friends game, it's this is business, the winning yeah. game. Yeah. And look, Vegas, since day one and since they've come into the league, have shown no, they don't care about your feelings. They don't care if you're liked, well liked. It doesn't matter. They make the tough decision. They've gone through head coaches. They moved out players. It doesn't matter. They just moved Riley Smith to Pittsburgh. I actually like that move. I think he's going to help Crosby and everything. But Malkin, the, the money and the term, they probably should have never re-signed him. But again, ownership, you want to keep the band together. Well, if you really want to keep the band together – then you should have kept Flurry around because your goaltending problem wouldn't have been a problem. And I still think that's an area that they need to fix. Yeah, Casey DeSmith and Tristan Jari, okay, that's great. But they still have to get younger. And I think they can move some contracts. The problem is Jeff Carter. There's a lot of guys with no moves and no trade clauses on on this team. And I know that's not Dubas's fault. But, again, you know, previous regime – you know, he's got to make some tough decisions. And I we, we didn't see it in Toronto. We're going to have to see it now. Jim, yeah, I, I, I got a, I got a two I got a two parter for him too, real quick. Like, uh, one is is there somebody out there that you think could be a dark horse that could be like a last minute get that can actually put a team over? Um, and the second part is is there a team that has done absolutely nothing and you're like, yo, what's going on? Why aren't they doing something? Uh, contenders wise, a lot of the contenders are up against the salary cap. The Rangers, I think, to me, took a little bit of a step back with it. I like Blake Wheeler, but they also just brought in ancillary pieces as well. And the backup goaltender to me is not great. Uh, Calgary didn't do much, but again, what, what, which, which direction are they going? Craig Conroy, they moved Tyler to Foley to New Jersey, so I think they're going rebuild. I think they're taking a step back. Um, the you know, 
again, it's it's very tough. I think Tarasenko is going to help somebody. You know, he's linked to Florida. He's linked to Ottawa. He's linked to the Devils. He's linked back to the Rangers, Islanders. He could be a difference maker for somebody. Again, when he signs, who knows? Uh, we really don't know because he's changed agents. They're going through the process. It could take some time. What's the money situation going to be? And Because uh, a lot of the contenders are up against the salary cap. Matt Dumba's name is still out there. Um, but again, like Montreal, you know, they, they traded for Alex Newhook. They're still in a rebuild mode. They're trying to get younger. And having Newhook in there, I think, you know, that's going to help him with Martin San Luis. He works so well with the young players. You know, Florida did a lot. I liked what they did. You know, L.A., they made their big trade. They, they signed Cam Talbot again. They, there's a lot of stuff that they really can't do. Vancouver, to me, Vancouver signed guys. But, again, third-line third D to help their defense. Again, mediocre defense. They haven't really did – they didn't do too much out there. Out of the contenders, though, I mean, look, Buffalo still needs a goaltender, but there's not much out there unless you're trading. Halak's still out there. But, again, Gibson and Hellebuck trying to take off the top of my head who really didn't do too, too much. You know, Winnipeg kept their guys. New Jersey really didn't do too much at the deadline, but they didn't have to because they had their own players that they needed to resign, and they got that done before the draft. They kept McLeod and Bastion, but again, they're still working on a goaltender uh, as my as far as my understanding goes. But again, you know, you look at it, the salary cap played a big, big role in what teams could and could not do. Is that, why Tampa, is that why Tampa hasn't done anything? Yeah, Tampa, they signed Connor Sheary. They they had to move out Pat Maroon. Again, the salary yeah. cap for them. If the, like I was listening to Bill Foley after they won the cup, and he was saying, well, if there was no salary cap, I have a $135 million roster, and I keep everybody. Well, Tampa feels the same way, too, because they wouldn't lose Ryan McDonough, Pat Maroon, Corey Perry, uh, Andre Palat, and the list goes on of guys that they can't keep. But they, you know, obviously they traded out Ross, Ross Colton. That's another big loss. So, yeah, Tampa had to sign some guys. They have to go to, you know, arbitration with um, Tanner Janot and other players as well. But they really haven't done too much because, again, the cap and how much they're paying certain guys. So I think Tampa will be okay. They'll always be there. But, you know, what can they do? Eh, we'll see. Hey, Jim, uh Real quick on the back before we talk a little wrestling before we get you out of here. What team yeah. would you say so, so far has won the free agency or the off you know the off season in hockey? And I mean, I, I've always here, Jim. let's see. So the big winner to me, as I'll say it again, the salary cap's the biggest winner. Not a team; it's the salary cap because it has limited what teams can do. New Jersey's positioned themselves to be a Stanley Cup contender for many years to come. If they can land a goaltender, forget it. They're the best team in the Eastern Conference and probably could win a Stanley Cup if they land Gibson or Hellebuck. I think that's how good that team is. Um, I think, you know, one of the other teams I thought that did well was L.A. I think they've done – they've positioned themselves well with Dubois and you add uh, Cam Talbot in there, especially if he stays healthy. They're deep down the middle. They re-signed Kopitar. They extended him. So you have Kopitar, Deneau, and uh, Dubois down the middle. That's really good. Vegas, again, Vegas doing what they're doing. Um, you know, they keep Aiden Hill, Barbashev. So um, that's that's really good for, for them. So 
I like what they're doing. Uh, Jim, uh, we haven't talked to you since uh, Money in the Bank. What's your? Wait, what was wait. your? Oh, I got one more hockey question. Go ahead, go ahead, Tanner. Why? Uh, why did my picture go who, away? Who's Johnny, that? Johnny yeah. left. Johnny left. <laughs> Whatever reason that was. So it kind of screwed us up. So I want to okay. know because um, myself and Nick we attended the uh, NFL draft. Is that and... you, Tanner? Is that you? Thanks, thanks, Nick. So we attended the NFL draft and. Our experience was it was more of entertainment than it was for actual sports people to be around. There wasn't explanations. It was an announcement. They'd throw an interview here and there. Much on the board was just already past picks, and they would have a big concert band playing in between. So there wasn't really anything you know, for us to listen to, to see. Like We didn't have a best available. We didn't see the trade details, anything like that. Was the NHL draft any different – than what the NFL draft was for us, at least experience-wise. Well, the NHL draft is more inside. There is concerts and stuff outside. They had a bunch of concerts going on for people that didn't want to be inside the draft. But I know they would announce the picks. But if you were inside the building, they would let you know what was going on, put stuff on the board, things like that. Being down in the media room, being down you know, on the floor, you get a little bit more access than the normal fan does. Uh, but they, the NHL, it's pretty business-like, I'm going to say that. Um, considering there weren't a lot of trades at the draft, the draft kind of flowed for the first time in a while. It was the first time since 2007, no big, real big trades that happened in the first round at the NHL draft, so it was, right. it was a while. Um, but to me, I think, yeah, it just flowed. You know, it's a different – it's so different, right? You try to compare, like, the like the NHL draft – is about the kids and the players and the families and everything else. The NBA draft is what it is. The NFL draft is like, all right, who comes best dressed, who has the best handshake, like all that stuff. Like the NHL draft is so business-like. So, okay. So it sounds way, way more my taste because I did not. Yeah. I I enjoyed, don't get me wrong. The concert, like, like people in the band were good. Don't get me wrong or anything like that, but. I felt like there could be a lot more sports stuff, you know, analytics with it. There could have been more on the TVs that were out, out in the pat on the lawn area. So, but yeah, that's cool. I was just curious if it, if it was any different, that's all I wanted to know. And, I know and the, other they, thing, the other difference is that the kids are sitting in the stands with their parents. They're not like yeah. in the back in the green. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess yeah, they walk too, down, yeah. they yeah. walk down, they walk up, you know, <laughs> and it's not like they greet the commissioner. It's the, the teams actually make the pick. Like yeah. they're like the yeah. whole executives are up on a stage. That, they make yeah. the pick. They give the jersey. That's only in the first round. The rest of it, it's all done at the table. Like ah, we'll send the pick in. Like this and that. If they're guys in the building, they go up and everything. But um, and they usually stick around to watch their buddies. But yeah, it's real business. Like I know that they had a lineup of like concerts and stuff going on. But once the draft started, they, the music stopped, and then when it was over, the, the music continued. And yeah, then it poured on the broad. Did Lizzo and- sing the national anthem? Lizzo was uh, uh, singing the national anthem for the football game, football draft. No, there was no national anthem for oh. our draft. Well, uh, Jim, we hadn't talked to you since uh, Money in the Bank. Uh, what's your thought? What was your thoughts on Money in the Bank? And even Friday night on SmackDown as the bloodline continues uh, to give us nice twists and turns. 
right, first of all, Money in the Bank, really good pay-per-view. I thought the men's Money in the Bank, I didn't really... Look, you could debate whether it should have been L.A. Knight or Damian Priest. We knew it wasn't going to be L.A. Knight, though, right? Because that's what everybody wants, Jim. They never give us what they want, Jim. They they (laughs) know that. They, They know. Look. I don't have a problem with Priest winning the the briefcase as long as it wasn't Logan Paul. That's right, exactly. That's the, that's the only thing for me. I think LA Knight, the fact that he's so over with the crowd, uh, I don't think he needs the briefcase. Uh, but he's just getting pushed and he's being himself. And I've seen so many things uh, with Eli Drake when he's talking and uh, with you know on interviews and about how you know the other character that he was he was that wasn't him now he's being more expressive and being himself and that's why the crowd loves him so i really don't have a problem with that the, the rollins match was good i like the ba- i thought Balor and, and rollins had a great match the bloodline ma- match was awesome they closed yeah. it out i like the fact that jay Uso got the pin roman it, it looked really good and that the bloodline storyline is just it, again, I, I can't emphasize this enough. It's the best storyline of professional wrestling right now. Yes, hands 100%. down. Uh, so much drama. What we saw Friday on SmackDown, really good, really great entertainment. Uh, the fact that we're going to get Jey Uso and Roman Reigns for the title at SummerSlam is going to be awesome. The fact that they're planting seeds with Solo Sokoa and everything is just, it's pure drama cinematography this thing should win an emmy an oscar whatever whatever award you can give it this is pure drama at its best this is what this is when they do it they do it at their best and it's really good and the fact of the matter is the la Knight's clip on youtube post smackdown went off the air is the most watched youtube clip of the week (laughs) says something about the guy merchandise sales too he passed the nwo Merchandise sales. He really? Yeah. Yeah. It's Uh, like yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's uh, the shirt was only released last week. So SummerSlam. Who else? Who else thinks Damian Priest cashes in in SummerSlam? He won't. Like Jay loses and then he cashes in. No, no, no. I don't think so. No, they're gonna build it. There's too much going on right now with the Judgment Day with. Like Balor and Priest. I just I just retreated a a clip. It's it's uh the judgment day looks a little spotty. I mean but that's W but that's WWE's MO. They they put groups together and they break them apart and yeah, yeah. Like that's what they do. That's what they do. Look, real quick, Nick liked my tweet today. I will say this. I'm gonna put this out to the world. Whoever needs to hear this, you can clip it, you can put it out wherever. Oh, guys, say it. Say stop it. Stop with the comparing AW, WWE, all these yeah. companies. Here's here. a great time to be a wrestling fan. 100%. We all grew, we all grew up being Attitude Era guys. We had Nitro, Raw. That was a great time, too. You have Impact, you got AW, JCW, you got NJPW. You've yeah. got everything. Enjoy it. Enjoy. 100%. You want to just be WWE? Fine. You want to be AW? Cool. You want to watch it all? Even better. It doesn't matter. Just yeah. stop with the negativity. Jim, you know what the worst Twitter thing about wrestling? You know what the worst thing about wrestling is wrestling fans. You know what I mean? Like Johnny they always really said, the worst, thing, the worst thing about Yankees, uh, Yankees is the Yankee fans. Like, and the, and he's right about. And that's wrestling is the same way. The worst thing about wrestling is the wrestling fans. Sometimes, like. 
it why can't it doesn't have to be wrestling is is not a cookie cutter thing you know what i mean like no it never do, has been it, it never had yes exactly sam it's innovation it's it's got a little something for everything you you know like if you love just the pure uh physicality and things like that there's some of that out there if you love the storyline like I, I i tell you all the time i'm a big storyline guy i love it there's the, the there's something there's something there for you that if you love comedy there's something there in wrestling for that if you love you know what i mean like wrestling has everything why do we have to continue to bitch and moan about everything and just not enjoy it because you know it here's the thing kids it's still entertainment. Like it's all entertainment. It's sports entertainment and it's still wrestling and it's still great on both sides. Is there things 100%. that WWE can be great at? Absolutely. Is there things that they need to improve in? Absolutely. AEW, same way. They got, are they great at certain things? Absolutely. Are they need to improve at certain, at some things? Yeah, they yes. do. Like none of them's perfect. And we, we can't ask them to be perfect. You just got to enjoy it and stop bitching about everything. Yeah, here, the, here, other thing, here, here. the other thing is this, okay? Everybody wants LA Knight to win now, to win the big one now, Cody to win the big Savor one. It. Triple H is all about the slow burn and the storyline. Yeah. So they, as he said in the post post thing press conference, LA Knight will get what's coming to him, will get his. So you got to be patient. It can happen at the Royal Rumble. It could happen at, at Survivor Series. Look, it can happen. Look, I will say, I will say this. Look, you go. I'll go back to '96 where Austin hit King of the Ring, the Austin 316, and you had the following. You had the Bash at the Beach. Uh, with the, if Austin doesn't challenge Bret Hart and Pillman doesn't get hurt, whatever. That that could go a lot of different ways. With, yep. with Pillman and Austin, if Pillman get, is healthy and you go Pillman Austin, I don't think Austin gets as big as he does. I think having Bret Hart and doing what they did for such a long time put Austin mm -hmm. over as big as he yeah. was with the, the yeah. fan base. Yeah. Yeah. And it, here's the thing about LA Knight, and sorry to break your heart, Sam. Like, if he does, oh, here win, we go. If he does win the briefcase, though, like, what's next? You know what I mean? Like, we got the big, the small pop for him, and he, and we're all excited. And then if he cashes in, like, where's the story go? You know, at one point, where does it go? So, like, we have to continue to evolve and and continue to see his story first before we just give him the world. Uh, you know, because just because he's the it thing right now, let's see him evolve and continue the storyline down the road. Because if we just rush it, which we've seen happen, and then it's like, oh. Well, there's, there's this. I mean, in part of it is look at Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Three months ago, they were the most over wrestlers in the in the in in wrestling, and now what? Here we are in almost the summer. Same. It's just like they haven't done anything since Mania. And here's no, the deal: they, they the have thing is, Good. The other thing is, LA Knight is not ready to step up into the Roman Reigns. And if he won the briefcase, everybody would be saying, "Oh, he's going to beat Reigns. He's going to challenge it." He's not ready for that yet. So you got to give it time. That's why he, it didn't work out. Look, Look, I I understand what you're saying, and I totally get the slow burn, and I totally get what Nick's saying. It's a hundred percent. I look at it another way, right, right, right. Then, okay. Uh, sometimes it's okay to give the fans what they want. I think he wins the briefcase, turns it in, and then loses the match. Is how I would have liked it to happen. 
Right, what if he, he could have cashed in on like uh, Seth or even if he could have win? Yeah. I guess he could have cashed in on Gunther. Right or, now that that's how I yeah. would have written it. Like yeah. try to cash but, in but on the, Gunther. But the fact of the matter is that Priest winning the briefcase and going totally after fine. a world world title makes the briefcase mean more yes. because yeah. that's what it's supposed yeah. to be, right? Yeah, it's supposed to be a shot at the world championship. Not the mid-card title. It's supposed to be a shot at the world championship. Whomever the world champion is, is it Reigns, is it Seth, doesn't matter. They're going after a world champion, not a mid-card title. And that's why I like the fact that they went with Priest. And as I said before, I don't think LA Knight needs the briefcase. He's so over right now, he don't need it. Uh, yeah, fans true. pop for this dude. Um, but going back, yes, wrestling has evolved. Look, you go back when WWF became global, you still had the NWA with the territory, the Carolinas, like Flair carrying that. People, you know, it was, you know, there was still rivalry. But again, like you said, the fans, toxic. Like, stop comparing both companies because guess what? One company doesn't care about being compared or competing with the other company because as AEW's always stated, they don't compete with WWE, and they never have. But meanwhile, WWE feels like it's a competition with them. Mm-hmm. With competition all the makes everybody they... better, though. I mean, that's how right. it works. Well, I mean. yes and no. Yes and no, because at times WWE's competition is, uh, has raised their game. In certain aspects, they have. But in other areas, they're still the same, and they've copied a lot of what AEW does in, in certain aspects including moving their pay-per-views. And I'm not using PLE because I grew up as a, it's a pay-per-view. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, they're moving. I read to today Saturday. that was Nick Khan's idea. That was Nick Khan's idea to move it. Yeah, to Nick Saturday. Khan copied that from Tony Khan. Because remember when <laughs> AEW, remember when AEW first came out, all their, their shows were on Saturday. Yeah. Except if it went up against UFC, then they moved it. Yeah, now it'll be on Sundays now because of Collision and, and all that. So, well, but yeah, like- but... Yeah, but Sunday, it's usually like I like it on Sunday during the holiday weekends because at least you you know you have Monday. Yeah, I like the Saturday move for both uh, because you get the, especially WE because their pay per views are like 18 hours long, I feel like at times. And you're just like, I'm going to, there's, I got to get up in the morning if you're watching it on a Sunday. Uh, it makes it hard. But uh, H is trying to limit that. I was reading, uh, he's, everybody says he wants to limit the matches and limit the time. Of the of the pay per views, so I, I, I and that's what we need to get back to. I know, boys. Isn't it isn't it always good to see Dirty Dom get beat though? Oh, it's so good. It's like <laughs> it, it just put it in my veins, please. He's I know it was in like London, that. and I know it was in Saudi, but those Saturday afternoon pay per views are really really good. They're over by oh. seven o'clock at night. I love you, them. You, you can relax. You don't have to go. I to actually bed had. I actually had to watch it later because uh, I was like, I was just busy with free agency that day, and yeah, yeah. I just had to watch it later just because of uh, just timing and everything. Though I did have it, I did have it on for the first match because I wanted to see who won. Uh, so I got to see that part of it, but then I watched the rest of it later just because I was so busy with the hockey stuff. But yeah, no, wrestling's a good good spot. Let's just be let's be kind. Let's be you know stop comparing things. Enjoy it. Like I said before. Yeah, Nick, care. stop raining on my parade. <laughs> stop it. I don't care who needs to hear it. You're all coming to my TED talk, and it's not just the boys here. It's the rest of the world. You're coming to my TED talk. Enjoy <laughs> professional wrestling Absolutely. because. 
Absolutely. It doesn't matter. AW, WWE, Impact, they're all good in their own way. They all got something. Organizations bring something to the table. Yeah. Something good and something bad. So you know what? Just like Jim said, just enjoy it for what it is. Exactly. You know, it's 100% true because, like, look, I I hadn't watched wrestling until my father-in-law got me back into it. And it's been so much fun to go back and watch these guys fight, you know, and do all these – put on the shows and everything. It makes you feel like you're a kid again. You, I feel – you know, it's cool. And Nick's right. Like, sometimes I'm, I'm way too high on L.A. Knight or whatnot. But I think, I think everybody. <laughs> I think everybody. I think everybody's that, high man. on L.A. Knight right I now. Think, I think. Enjoy I think who you enjoy, Sam. Don't let well, Nick no, you're, bully you're, you. Don't let Nick no, you're, bully you. You're 100% right. But that's that's the point, right? It, it's your guy. It's who you enjoy. You know, I loved Mankind back in the day. I did too, you yeah. You know what I mean? Yo, Mankind, yeah. yo, Mankind, when he first came into the WWF, was awesome. You got yeah. your short sleeve, you know, button up shirt and you would, you know, cut the sleeves and everything and walk around the street on Halloween and stuff like that. Love it. It, it, it. It's got that feeling to it again that it hadn't had in a while. And I and I just absolutely eat it up. I think it's look, I, I will say this about L.A. Knight. He's bringing a certain edge that we haven't seen in characters in a long time, which is yes. really good. What did you before you go, Jim? Uh, my last question about L.A. Knight even is I don't know if you caught Kevin Nash's uh, comments. He said it's a straight ripoff from the the Rock. I, uh, I my my thing is that's wrestling. Everybody has stole their gimmick or something from yes. someone, and like you know that's even Hogan movie. did it. Hogan yes. stole yeah. his gimmick. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes. I mean we're talking about an organization that tried to tell us fake Diesel and fake Razor Ramon. So like I mean you know what I mean so, like. Let's not, let's not, let's not, you know, I mean, yeah. Is there parts of him that are probably the rock ass? Probably so, but that's inspiration. The way I talk, yeah. especially on a microphone is rock. I, I feel as rock and stone cold esque and things like that sometimes, because that's the people I grew up watching and, and correlate that worked. Like he's doing something that works. I'm, I'm, what's your opinion on it, Jim? Look, I, I this is my opinion on the talking heads out there. Okay. Kevin Nash, Eric Bischoff, and Jim Cornette, and all these guys got to figure out ways to stay relevant. Yeah. L.A. Knight's been using, yeah, go back to when he was Eli Drake in Impact. Like, yep. that's how yep. far he's used that that yep. catchphrase. Yep. Is, is, is there parts of The Rock yet? CM Punk had parts of The Rock. He had parts of Macho Man on the mic. Yeah. Everybody has part of somebody. They draw inspiration from somebody. Somewhere along the bit, the way, like for me, like I'm a CM Punk guy, and I like you know his catchphrase, "Tell me when you're telling lies." Like that's a great, yeah. like that's a great line now, and yeah. I think a lot of people are gonna use it. Like don't like everybody draws from somebody, even Hulk Hogan's yeah like, drew from somebody. Rick, Rick Flair oh, yeah. drew from yeah. somebody. Like you have to find inspiration somewhere, and if yeah, if it's a rock, okay, great. Is he a ripoff of The Rock? I don't think so. Yeah, they, I think he's he, he comes off in his own way. Yeah, I find ripoff to be like an insulting thing, like you're you're spitting on them kind of thing. Just how bad you're doing it. He's not doing a bad job at all. He's no, bought, he's, he's in, it, there's and, a difference between a ripoff and being inspired by something. Correct. You know he, what I mean? He's addressed that. He even says it's just the way I talk, my cadence, and yeah, he's like part of that is probably from The Rock because I grew up. 
at a time when I was getting into wrestling, he was the most over person. So why not cut a promo kind of the like way the he, rock? Yes. But, right. There's, and, there's and, nobody and, better on the stick than the rock was at the time. You know, I think, Tom, no, I mean, it was great. I mean, look, and uh, you have LA Knight on the mic. And like I said, he, he's a throwback to the attitude era. And uh, if it's the rock, great. If it's Austin, great. If it's somebody else, even better. Like every little character, every little person draws from someplace else. And I love it. I mean, look at, I mean, LA Knight, yeah, does he have a little Stone Cold in him? Yeah. Kevin Owens does the Stone Cold Stunner. Yeah, okay. So, yes. I mean, and he got a blessing from Austin. And he got Seth blessing Rollins from Austin. Does, does anybody <laughs> say anything Seth about does the using it? Does anybody yeah. say yeah. anything about Kevin Owens using it? No, no, they don't. So you know what? Just let the guy do what he does. That's it. Yeah. Again, like I said, they want to try to stay relevant. They want to boost their podcast. They want to do this. They. The Look. the worst the worst person before you get out here, Jim, is Vince Russo. I can't. Oh, I feel I like hate Russo. I, I, I hate, feel like I'm he, on a, I'm on the <laughs> camp, I'm in Camp Cornette with with the, and that's a throwback to anybody who's watched wrestling yeah. in the 1996. Yep. I'm, the I'm the with brawl camp, for all. Yeah, yeah. I'm with Camp Cornette, and I do not like Vince Russo. Vince Russo, Vince Russo takes so much credit for so much crap oh, in the yeah. Attitude Era um, that yeah. when he went to WCW and didn't have Vince McMahon telling him no, his ideas were worth crap. And so, don't don't yeah. forget Bischoff goes off on him on his podcast all the yeah. time. I listen yeah. to it every time. Ruined a lot yeah. of guys' careers. He really did. Yep. He's, he's yep. And I, the reason I say that is because for some reason I'm I in Facebook or whatever, I get these articles. It's like X WWE employee says this and this, and you click on it, it's fucking Vince Russo every time. I'm like <laughs> nobody <know>. cares. <laughs> nobody, nobody cares, nobody cares what Vince Russo has to say. And Dude, the, it doesn't matter what you have to say. Last thing, Nick, is is if you go on YouTube, Roddy Piper bashed Vince Russo on the mic in the ring <laughs> for 10 or 11 minutes straight. And he deserved every piece of it that Piper gave to him because he, Piper was telling the exact truth on everything. So, yeah, yeah everybody. Vince, Ru- Vince Russo, not a, not a, I don't like Vince Russo. I'm a, I'm a uh, Jim Cornette guy. You know, it could be a Paul Heyman guy too, but I mean, look, yes. wrestling good spot. Hockey's in a good spot, even though the hiatus, I guess, is coming shortly with the, um, I'd say, the off season uh, waning down period after free agency, after the trade. So there'll be some things to watch out for. But again, I think everybody's get ready for vacate time and off season training. To be honest, Jim, we're big fans yeah. of you. Uh, we, you know that we appreciate you joining us every Monday. Uh, we'll see you next Monday. We're looking out for some more Behringer bombs if there is some. Uh, we appreciate you, brother. Catch him at, catch him at full, full press hockey, full press job, wrestling. Bro. Let's yeah. talk putts here on Let's Talk Sports, and of course at Jim Behringer on Twitter. He's Jim. Uh, I'll, 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 I'll tell you. Let me let me go him. grab the leash, Jim. I'll take you out real quick. All right? Yeah, we'll hey, make sure. We'll make sure Sam lets you out of the basement. Now we appreciate you, Jim. Come on, everybody, Jim. give it up Thank for you, our friend every Monday night. Jim, Thank Harris. you, Jim. Thanks, boys. Always, Thanks, always a pleasure to be here on a Monday night talking hockey, wrestling with you boys. And yeah, I'm everywhere. Check me out. We got some things dropping this week, so hopefully we get some more news. And but next we week know. we talk more wrestling, and we'll talk a little more hockey and whatever. Maybe hey, maybe we'll even talk more DeAndre Hopkins. Who knows? There he is. Thanks, Jim. Thank you, boys. Have a good yeah. one. You too, Jim Berenger, Everybody.
Yes, sir. Love the hometown boys about to Love go down guys. here. Julio Rodriguez is about to lose to Vladdy in the semis. So. That what it was? Hey, I saw they said uh, he hit forty, didn't he? Hit forty? Uh, yeah, he's in the second round now. He's facing Vladimir Guerrero. He only hit twenty in the second round. Yeah, Vladimir Guerrero is eleven. Uh, Roberts through. lost, so yep. uh, the Rays guy is now in the Rosarena. Yeah, Rosarena. Yeah, yep. yeah. Man. I did. I think Julio just ran out of gas. It seems like that. Yeah, it happened a lot of times. They, they hit 40 or 20 home runs in one round, and then it's like four the next. They just run out of gas. Well, Vladdy was taking on, you know, Vladdy was getting getting everybody's, ble- so to speak, blessing. His 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 odds started to shoot up to second right. favorite. <laughs> so when that stuff happens, you, you kind of figure that something something's going on, that everybody knows something. So Right. Hey, before we bring in our next guest, Tanner, go ahead and get us uh, through that next ad read. Guys, Owner's Box. Owner's Box is our next ad read of the day here. Uh, guys, Daily Fantasy Football, Daily Fantasy Basketball, Daily Fantasy Baseball. Uh, you know, you have a whole bunch of rooms, different rooms, different prizes as well. Uh, go explore it on the app at Owner's Box or go to the website, ownersbox.com. Use promo code LTS Larry Tom Sam. Let's talk sports. Uh, get that $500 match deposit. $500 match. So you put 500 in, you get 500. Uh-huh. You put 200 in, you get 200. You put 50 in, you get 50. It's a great way, especially coming up here in the, for NFL season, you know, to, to really test your limits, see how great you're on Delhi fantasy. So it's always a good thing to do, especially if you want to avoid the other apps. So that's the spot to go. Owner's box, use promo code LTS. Get your $500 deposit. First deposit, first deposit up to $500 matching today. All right, let's nice, bring in our nice. next guest from a guy who was drop drops uh Behringer bombs on Twitter to a guys who uh coaching girls who are hitting bombs <laughs> over the fence. <laughs> Give it up for our other guests every joining us every Monday, none other than Mr. Jonathan Grisham, baby. What's up? Oh man, uh, how's it going, guys? Been a while. Yeah, yeah, before we start, how did you celebrate the Braves' half-season world championship? <laughs> uh, the champagne has not it has not moved. Still, I'm, I I don't care that we have the biggest lead in all uh, for, for uh, in the division throughout baseball. I'm not touching that bottle of champagne until I know we, we until <laughs> until I know the trophy is heading to Atlanta. So I, I'm again, you leave it alone, you you let it settle, and then we just we keep watching. But I mean, hey, it's 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 great to be the best team in, in all of baseball in the first half, but we've seen you know, we as Braves fans have seen that doesn't mean anything. We saw the Mets were that way, you know, the last two years. They were not if not the best team or one of the best teams, and it collapsed. So I, there's no celebrate right now. You you're you're happy, but you gotta you gotta finish the season out though. That's why it's the first half. You don't win a World Series in the first half of the season. Exactly. Jonathan, the All-Star Games tomorrow. Any surprises that made the team and are any snubs that you felt like should have made the team? You know, it, it's so – it's one of those things where you just – you have to you have to kind of look at it and say about, you know, it, it, where it's a popularity contest. We know it's a popularity contest. The fans vote and the fans are going to vote for the, you know, for their favorites. Again, Bryce Harper, who – Bryce Harper, you know, he's one of the best – you know, he's one of the best players, but he was hurt for a while throughout the season, and he's going to get a lot of votes for it. I mean – it, it, it's, it's 
you, you, it's a popularity contest instead of sitting there saying who actually, you know, is, is deserving to be an all-star. Now you have some guys, Orlando Arcia, you can, you can argue, should he be an all-star versus, you know, versus other guys in there. But, you know, for the first half that Orlando Arcia had, he, he it's, I think he, you know, yeah, he should be an all-star. And, you know, as far as snubs, I, I'd, I'd have to, I have to look back and see. I, I don't. I think. I think they got it right pretty much for the at least fair, fair to say. I know that you know um, Lindor not being a, a, a starter was a, was a whole conversation. I don't remember if, if did Lindor get voted in or not. Did, uh, uh, did he? He did. I don't think. He I don't did. believe he did. I, don't I think, think he, he did. did. No. I don't think, I think he did he either. So I know it was a conversation that Lindor should have been, and I'm like, what well, he? Yeah. He had yeah, so you know, I know they're saying that a lot of people say he sh- he got snubbed, he should have been in, but I'm like he had a very slow start though. So if you're looking at the popularity of Francisco and Lindor, sure, he's a snub. You know, did he deserve it as far as statistics wise? I don't know. I don't think he really did because again, the slow start that he had along with the Mets, it doesn't worthy of an All Star. But again, if you look at the popularity that what Lindor is, and again, he's a household name. Orlando Arcia is not. Okay, then yeah, he's a snub in that aspect of. But I think they got it right. I think they did. A, I think as far as the the fans voting and, and the, who's going to the game, I think they did get it right. I don't think there's anyone that you sit there blatantly look and scratch your head like he got in versus this guy. So I, I think I think it's pretty. I think it's pretty spot on right now. I don't think there's you know you, like I said you can you can nitpick a little bit here and there, but I, I think it was actually pretty done pretty well done. I mean, should we get rid of? Go ahead. Say, this is in the 2014 All Star Game, guys. Where you had, yeah. uh, what six Royals starting, and then you had a seventh on the bench there. You know, six much, almost got, Cubs did the no, same thing two years later. Well, we like nine, no, we had like yeah. nine All Star players. Yeah, so you know, sixteen it's, it's and bad. the Cubs and sixteen had the old infield. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Jonathan, let me ask you. Let me ask you. Should we get rid of the whole like every team should be represented? Uh, because I mean, to me, the A's or de- the, the A's Royals like. They're absolutely dog shit. Perez is an all-star. Don't you down my Perez right now, okay? <laughs> this guy I is mean, the only leading this team right now. He's a little sensitive after my Guardians gave him a whooping. Should we get rid of that? Because, I mean, they're not. those teams are irrelevant. I mean, the, I'm not saying they don't have a one players. decent player, but there's probably guys on winning teams that are better than what, the, what those guys have. I mean, are you, are you really going to worry about the last guy on the all-star team, though? That, you know, that That's not looking – are you going to worry about it being the last guy? It's one guy on the A's and Royals. Are we going to worry – I mean, in the grand scheme, you're, you're right. I mean, you know, does the A's deserve – do the Royals deserve to have an all-star? Perez is an all-star. You know, oh, oh, I mean, I'll give it to you. Yeah, I, I agree. But Oakland A's, I mean, who on the Oakland A's are actually? I can't even name you a player on the A's. That's how bad they are. Come on, Brent yeah, Rooker is pretty great. good for the A's. Okay, Brent Rooker is really, yeah. really good. I agree with that. So, yeah. I mean, to the aspect of it, could you say, well, there's more deserving? Yeah, there's more deserving. But again, what what are you trying to do? You're trying to grow the sport. You're trying to put everybody's name out there. And again, Major League Baseball is one of the worst when it comes to self marketing players. And you're going to have to, in small market teams, need a boost because you're going to, I mean, again, I, I think the, the casual fan can't name a player on the Marlins team. They can't name a player on the oh, A's. The they can't name a player on the Rockies. They can't name a player on the Pirates. You know, so, I mean, you you need to have a boost because, again, at the end of the day, otherwise the fans who are voting 
are going to focus on the Yankees. They're going to focus on the Dodgers. They're going to focus on the Braves, the Red Sox, the Cubs. And you're not going to really get anybody, you know, unless you have the popularity of Shohei Otani or, uh, you know, to, to give yourself that, that notoriety. But you need a boost for the small market teams. Because, again, like I said, the casual fan doesn't know that, you know, Chris Bryant's playing for the Colorado Rockies. They're, they don't know anybody that, you know, uh, on the Oakland A's. They don't, I guarantee you, know, they don't know anybody. They can't know, besides, you know, Carlos Correa on the Twins. Can they name anybody else who's probably deserving of an all-star on the Minnesota Twins? Probably not. So I, th- I, like, the, I like the rule that you have at least one representative on the team because they, again, the small market, if you're trying to get the casual fan, and you have to, so you have to research who are they on the team that's going to give them the boost to get a vote for it. You're going to need that to happen because, again, otherwise you're just going to have the big market teams and the popularity contest truly takes shape from there. So, so Jonathan, it, how much importance do you put into this All Star game? I know it decides. I think what home field advantage for the Royals? No, nah, they got rid of that. No, 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 no. They, they, got, they, got, they got rid of that. Rid of yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. okay. So how much? It's how just much an exhibition, bro. Yeah, so zero. How much importance this is? It's not important yes. at all. You got guys <laughs> out there playing twenty to twenty-five games in a row leading yeah. up to the All Star break. Like, like if if I'm a player, aka Devin Williams, right now, uh, that's sitting in the closer position, like. I ju- we just played 20, 25 games. I probably played twenty of them, maybe nineteen. Like I'm, I'm probably not wanting to go play in an All Star game. Hey, thanks for the consideration. Appreciate the vote. I'll take the bonus, but I'm sitting this one out because I'm tired here. Give me my three days of rest, and we'll get back at it. But what I guess, Jonathan, what are you thinking here? Because you, you're a guy, you know, who's kind of been around that kind of league mentality. There, what's your thoughts? If it was me, if you're asking me on what I'd do, yeah. I, I mean, I go play. Would play? I, mean, I, I would play absolutely. I, I would play because again, it's what you're trying to what, what Major League Baseball is trying to do now, and 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 you're kind of seeing these younger guys they are starting getting more marketable, and they're trying. And I, I'll give it; they're becoming more marketable. They're trying hard to market. So, how was the in, in the summer? The summer classic. What better way to mar- be marketable than go play in the All Star game? If, especially if you're a young one of this, your your first time being there, and you're voted in your first, and it's your opportunity to really get on the big stage where the, you know where everybody, every all sports are shut down right now. Nobody else is playing. This is the only true sport in North America that is going on, and I know the WNBA is in its action, but whatever it is on that, this is the true one sport going on. So all eyes on the country are on you, uh, and for my marketability, yeah, I'm gonna go play. I'm going to play. Plus, at the same time, again, in my view, I got voted. I got voted in. And I understand it's it's, it's not like you're playing the whole game as no, a you know, player. Not. You're playing two innings, three innings, tops. Go play three innings, sit down, take your shoes off, relax and chill and you know enjoy the festivities. When the game's over, hit, you know, hit to the airport, go on vacation for two, uh, two, three days. And I'll be back in my town from there. So I, I, I would, I would, I would play every year. If I got voted in, I, I, I would not miss. I would be enjoying it. I would be happy to be there and play and and, and just enjoy the moment for it. And I know there's some of the, probably some of the older guys that are there that are like, okay, yeah, look, this is we've been here. Like, it's a great time. But <laughs> you, you're starting to see too. It's a big youth movement in baseball. Yes. It's a very big youth movement that you have going on, and it's a lot of the young guys that are there. So, you know, look at the aspect of this is your first. You're not guaranteed another opportunity. Something could happen where you miss because of an injury or you just have a slump. And, again, we talked about Francisco Lindor is not there. So, again, he's a perennial all-star, but he's not there. So you look at it and say, yeah, if I'm playing, if I got voted, 
I'm going to play this year because next year's not guaranteed. Even if I'm really good, next year's still not guaranteed to be able to be voted and go play in that game. So I would not take it for granted. I would be enjoying every moment with a smile on my face and play my three innings, go take my shoes off and sit down and relax. And like I said, have my bags packed and ready to go when the, when it's over and I go I go on vacation for three days. Do you think Ella De La Cruz is taking it the wrong way then? Because he said he was he had offered the the home run derby, home right? run derby, and, and he was like, I, "I'm going to go focus on my like I'm going to I'm going to stay with my team. We're gonna, we're going to focus on stuff." Do you think that's the wrong approach, or do you think it's just, hey, you know what? Well, that, that, that's different to home run derby than actually yeah. like playing in well, the, the all home run derby is exhausting. I don't want you like right. That's what I'm saying. I don't blame you. Like, you make horse guys for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Like like just like Pete Alonso last year, Julio Rodriguez the year before, like or you know the last few years, like. That that final money they get for winning the home run derby is more than generally they're making that year, let alone two years. So like that's still big money for certain guys, such as those guys that won it during their years. Yeah, so, but for for Ellie, for the, in essence of, of, of Ellie De La Cruz being the, the the focal point of the of the question. No, I don't I don't take it wrong what he said because he's still a rookie. He's getting his feet wet. And I and, and I'm 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 going to speak for him here, and I don't like speaking for people. I'm sure in the back of his mind he goes, "What have I done to deserve this opportunity to play in the all in the home run derby? What have I done to to?" He's I'm so That's what I love about it. He is. He's That's so what I'm saying. That's why I don't mind speaking for him because I, I like I feel like this is his mindset. I don't like I don't like speaking for people, especially people I don't personally know. But because he of how I've heard conversations about you know what he said. He's going to be like, I'm not on Pete Alonso's uh, level. I'm not on Julio Rodriguez's level. I'm not on Luis Robert or Randy Rez. I mean, I he's been looking at Mookie Betts and it's like, there's no way I compete with this guy. No. Like, I'm, so, so let him. I say, let him establish himself. You know, you know, for a full year. By next, by this time next year, it might be a whole different conversation because he's got his feet wet. He's established himself and he's able to say, you know what? Now I, now I've earned. I've only been in the, in the big leagues for a cup of coffee right now. I haven't earned the right to be in the a home run derby. Let me get a whole year from now. Fast forward to 2024 All Star uh, All Star break, and they and I'm and I'm you know I've been there and I've done it. And I'm hitting 20 plus home runs right now. Okay, yeah, then I'll go and do it. And I say I I I belong. Well, he doesn't belong in it right now. Nothing against Ellie. He's a he's a budding superstar. But he's not there. He hasn't done anything to say, you know what? Yeah, well, let's go get the home run derby. Because now, in that instance, what if he bombs? What if he? What if he absolutely just, you know, fails and tanks? What if it's not even that? It's it's what happens afterwards. A lot of these guys, they're they well, get yeah. that home run, and then the second half of the season doesn't. It takes them a while to get back going. It, it, if you look at, I, you know, I, I, I know, I know a lot of guys have said that that it, it it's taxing and they it, they've struggled afterwards. I. Part of me doesn't buy that. I, I, part of me doesn't buy that because, again, you, it's one day. Yes, I'm taking essentially 100 cuts. Let's just say if, if I go into the second round, I just took probably 100, 150 cuts of 100% swings. I, I can't recover in, in a week. Right. I, I don't buy that. I, I, not in today's era of technology, of rest and recovery, cryotherapy, you know, you know every with the, the trainers that this teams have, I don't believe and buy that these guys are just so exhausted after doing one night of home run derby that, and then you're off for three days at that point that you're, you're completely wrecked. I, and again, I'm, again, I was probably speaking out of turn. I never done a home run derby before. I, I, that was, you know, I, that was never me when I, you know, when I played in college and pro ball, 
but I, I just, I, I don't know. I, 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 I never bought into that excuse. And I, I, I'm going to use the word excuse because again, every one of these teams has some of the top notch trainers. Everybody has, you know, therapy training, uh, therapy equipment and recovery equipment that you can't use for two, three days. And, and especially when you get back from vacation, I, I, I don't really buy that. You know, as so, a men's softball let me, let me, home run derby participant, yeah. <laughs> that was pretty exhausting on my part. And that was in a little bit of a shape. So oh, yes, okay. I, I, I did. I did. It was get, exhausting. So I, I will say. I did get wrapped into a, a, a slow pitch home run derby just uh, for a um, for a, a one of the youth teams that I coached. Uh, they they helped they hosted a a, a a a fundraising home run derby. I did it. I won it. I mean, I, I it, it felt fine. But again, I'm, I know it's not the same thing, and I'm not even trying to humble brag. Yeah, I did it. I won. Not even close to the same the same thing as going to a major league baseball home run derby. Right. You know, so but but at the same time, like I said, I, like, these guys are the best best athletes in the sport. Best shape too. Real I mean, yeah. yeah I, I'm, I I I just I've never bought into that. I, and again, yeah, I go back. It's and look almost at like an easy right. cop out. To just I go look at the old school of grip. You mean tell me Griffey, you know, how many times Griffey won three times and he still stayed hot after the season? I mean, yeah. in, in the technology they didn't have that we have today. I, I don't, I don't, I don't really buy it. I think it's just more of a mental thing that these guys get into a slump and they're like, oh, it's because I did the home run derby. Right. No, you're just in a slump because you changed your swing. That use that as an excuse more so than oh, I, I got tired from doing the home run derby and now I um, lost I'm, everything. And you lost yeah. everything. Like everything that you just did the first half of the season, all because of one night and maybe but, 50 swings. Which right? today was today's game. Everybody just tries to hit home runs in games anyway. Yeah. So, so you're not your swing's not changing. You know, your swing's not changing. Yeah, you're taking 150 swings at hundred percent max capacity. But again, you have three days off after this. You get yeah, you get your you get your your all-star game in, uh, on Tuesday, you hit the, you go and go home or you go on vacation Wednesday morning, and then you're back in town Friday and you're playing on Saturday and you go from there. And, and, by, the, and by the way, Vladimir Guerrero just hit 25 home runs in the final in two and a half minutes. So. Did he win? He's he, a Rosarena still has to go yet. Oh, so, he saw he, go. Okay. So Scott, you had another question for Jonathan. Too. Yeah, let's – the baseball show has a text. And we talked. Jonathan talked about the draft, and he he must be a proud LSU guy because the top two guys at LSU. Well, I was gonna say, uh, Scott. I was gonna say LSU. Speaking of LSU, real quick, uh, LSU is the only school, and Jonathan's got a big fucking smile on his face. The only school in, <laughs> in, in, in all, that had the number one pick in all major sports. Number one NFL pick. Number one in baseball. Number one in basketball. Number one in WNBA. They have had it all. So now we get to hear Jonathan gloat about so, how goddamn good the Tigers nice. are. So, so going this way, and I'm sorry, Scott, I'm gonna, I'll leave you a second. We had okay. two number one picks in the NFL. It was Jamarcus Russell. I don't care that he was a bust, but Jamarcus <laughs> Russell and Joe, uh, and Joe Burrow. I we care he's a bust. He's horrible. We had, we had two number one picks in baseball. You had Ben McDonald, and you just had Paul Skeens. You had two number one picks in the NBA, Shaquille O'Neal and Ben Simmons. I don't care that Ben Simmons was a bust. And we've had one so far in the WNBA, but the Bayou Barbie, Angel Reese, could be the second number one pick in the WNBA for next year. So that could be a That could be a girl, Nick. That would be a girl, Nick. It could be two NBA, two MLB, two NFL, and two WNBA players. My girl, Kim, is going to be number one pick. So two things. 
Dan wanted me to make a special announcement. Jonathan is going to host a new Let's Talk LSU sports. I mean, let's <laughs> That's number one. Number two, how surprised were you? And I, I know the answer to this question because you said it last night in the text chain. How surprised were you that the Pirates went after Skeens? Were you thinking that they were going to go someplace else instead of going Skeens? Yeah, I was. I was surprised because again, we, we knew Dylan Cruz was not going to be in play for uh, for Pittsburgh because they want Scott Bo- Scott Boris represents Cruz. Scott Boris hates Pittsburgh with a burning passion. I think he would he would be happy to have that city sink into the Allegheny River. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Boris but, only loves New York and L.A. So I mean, you know, of course. I was shocked that Skeens was in play because again. They they already talking about what the the slot value is. I think it was like a little over nine million dollars slot value for the number one pick, and that's what I don't see Skeen signing for a, a lot less. And I know Pittsburgh is going to offer less than the slot value. That's just what they do, and, and they they've been that way for goodness gracious how long. And it's very frustrating if you're a prospect in the top because again Pittsburgh has been one of the top draft you know in the top four top five draft picks, and it continues to offer year, right? slot value. I was expecting them to go Wyatt Langford at number one because he's already stated he's signing no matter what, or they were going to go with a high school kid that uh, that uh, I can't remember what his name Max Clark I think is what it was uh, that went to the Tigers. Uh, think so. You know, so I thought those were the two. I thought they were more in play for the Pirates with that number one pick just because again Langford said he's signing, and I think the Pirates would have get you know gave him. You probably could have gotten a kid, uh, gotten length for uh, for around a little bit less than eight million slot values, a little bit value at eight million, so it yep. gives you over one million dollar uh, under that you can use later on. Skeens is not going to be that big; he's not going to have that fault much of a fault. He's going to stay; he's going to want to stay around the nine million mark, and I think they're Pirates going to have to because oh my goodness, we, we talked about uh, we we've, we've talked and a lot of people talked about the Mets not getting Kumar Rocker signed. After the injury, there's nothing wrong with Paul Skeens. So if you don't sign Paul Skeens, my goodness gracious, you are going to absolutely, you know, you're gonna you're gonna have to answer a whole lot of questions if you're the Pittsburgh Pirates front office staff. Yeah. But and they're they're gonna have to adhere to what Skeens wants, and they're not gonna get away with being as much undervalued than they they probably would have gotten for Langford or Clark if they would have gone that road. So I was very surprised. I was very shocked and surprised that Skeens was the pick. Because the value was there, that the value was what you want, that Skeens wants. LSU, they're so hot right now. And, and That's the hope. first time me and Flo have actually agreed on something on, on, in this. Uh, <laughs> how, how, Jonathan, how before the Mark it down July 10th. How good can Skeens be in the, in the pros? How good can he be? Skeens can go pitch in August for Pittsburgh right now. I mean, that, that, that he can go do it right now. He, you know, wow. he's got a he's got a plus fastball. He's got a a plus uh, curveball with a slider. He's got he also his slider is is not as strong as his curveball, but he's got a two. He's got both. His curveball's yeah. filthy though, and his yeah. slider's not that far behind. It's not as good. It's not his best pitch, but it's not but it's not far behind his curveball. And he has a changeup that throws that he throws at ninety miles an hour on top of it as well. That just absolutely moves. It's a yeah. sinker. It's a, it's more of a sinker changeup that eats up batters that you just don't know what it's coming because it what they did and they talked about it so much throughout the year. What what separates the elite pitchers versus you know the above average to the you know to the mid level guys that are there? 
he is able to make the same release of his fastball, slider, shortball, and changeup. It's the same release of the same slot. He doesn't change it. You cannot recognize it. And that's why he had the season he had on top of the velocity, 100 miles an hour fastball. That is absolutely effortless. You know, they talk about it's like playing catch. And you can play catch. You, you just throw it nice and easy, 102 miles an hour. That's disgusting. It's not, it's, it's not supposed to happen. But a big-body guy like him who can just effortlessly throw 102 miles an hour and then drop a 90 miles an hour changeup with an 89 miles an hour slider curveball, mm-hmm. I mean, you're talking about one of the best pitchers that we're probably going to talk about over the next decade in Major League Baseball. He can go be in the big leagues tomorrow. I, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm confident he could probably go win. He could probably win eight games. From uh from August to September, he could probably go and win six games for Pittsburgh right then and there, and and, wow. and be the best pitcher on that pitching staff. Wow. Let me let me ask you this, Jonathan. Uh, before we get you out of here, we're at the halfway mark. Is there two two, two part questions? Is there a team that's not in the playoff race that you think can get into the playoff race, and on the vice versa, is there a team that's winning their division? that's going to fall out uh, of, of playoff contention? The team that is is not in contention right now that, that can be in it, I mean – Can't say the Royals. No. <laughs> no. Oakland A's, Oakland A's, 2026, we'll talk about the Royals, 2026. <laughs> it was 2023, but now it's 2026. We've kind of gone backwards with them a little bit. I, you know what? I, I'll go I'll, – I'll say this, and I just because I haven't had a lot of – I haven't had a lot of look into it. I, uh, it but San Francisco. San Francisco Giants could be a team that can sneak into the conversation. They're only two and a half back of the uh, of the Dodgers and, and Diamondbacks, and they're both kind of they're tied in percentage points. Dodgers are ahead in the West and the, the NL West, but the Giants coming out of nowhere, they they got a hot streak that put them back into the conversation of the division, and they're right on the heels of both the Diamondbacks and the Dodgers. And we both know that again, the Dodgers that they, they've caught fire. They we've kind of seen a little bit of the old Dodgers right now, but how long with Kershaw on the IL right now? We still haven't really seen Urias and Gosselin be what they're, you know, at, at the times they've been able to be active. We haven't seen them. They're, talk about Mueller might be back in September, but is it too little too late if it's September that he does come back? And how is he going to look? Uh, you know, there's a lot of question marks in the Dodgers. The same thing with the Diamondbacks. Now we're starting to see a little bit of a flaw with the Diamondbacks. The bullpen is not a good bullpen, and they're struggling because they should be a lot further ahead. If the bullpen held up games, go back to uh, a few weeks ago or, or so, yeah, tell Keith to shut the microwave off. <laughs> Hot <laughs> pockets. That's but, not say, do you need to call the nurse for him, bro? <laughs> uh, What's my pacemaker going off? By the way? Nurse, nurse. But you talk about the Diamondbacks. You go back uh, to the Braves series they had, where they had a lead in all three games against against Atlanta, and they blew two of them. So the Diamondbacks bullpen is going to be the big question mark for that club. And, and so that's giving the Giants an opportunity to at least climb themselves back into the conversation of the division being only two and a half back. So a, a team that could sneak in if the two teams ahead are still kind of fluttering like they have, you know, at least the Dodgers have all season, the Diamondbacks, are they going to be able to hold now? We know they're a very young team. We're kind of starting to see them slip. Maybe the Giants sneak them into the conversation. A team that could fall out, 
You could, you could at, at this point, Phil Texas Allen. Rangers. Texas yeah. Rangers will be the team. Oh, that oh, listen, oh get it, listen, Alan. I knew where he was doing? going, too. That's the thing. Where I knew exactly where Jonathan was going. That's why I said, tell Allen before he said it. Where's he at? <laughs> Where's Where's he at? And it's the same thing that I just said about the Diamondbacks right now. It's the same thing. The bullpen has been one of the worst bullpens in baseball. They have addressed it by trading for Aroldis Chapman, but Chapman doesn't help the seventh or eighth inning. No, you got to get your, you got to get to the ninth inning with the lead, and if you don't have the pieces that can do that for you, a role as Chapman means absolutely nothing for your club and for your pitching staff. So, I, I and I, I, I'm more worried as I'm worried about pitching as a whole. How long does the starting pitching, with what they have right now, hold up and continue <laughs> to give them opportunity to win? I don't have confidence in that aspect of. I don't know how long Nathan Evaldi is going to continue to pitch the way that he's pitching. I don't know how you can you can trust some of these other guys that are in there that that are going to stay giving you chances, but then your bullpen turn you turn into your bullpen and they blow it for you. So I, I'm I'm very concerned for Texas, especially again we saw they're on a three of three games. They've won three of the last ten. While Houston has won six of the last four, Houston beat them in a series. I'm, I'm concerned for the Rangers, and I know that offense is really good. But I, I had a, I heard a comparison on ESPN about Texas. They're essentially what the New York Yankees are during the season. New York Yankees usually typically Ooh. one of the best offenses in baseball throughout the season. Go to the postseason, pitching kills them, and they get knocked out in the first round. Hey, They're by pitching. the way, speaking of which, right? You talked about the Rangers here. Uh, Mariners found their way back into a conversation leading up to the All-Star break, going 7-3 and three, the last 10 there, only six games back. And, and this Rangers team is not doing well. So like you said, I, I think ha- Astros and Seattle have found their way back in leading up to this All-Star break. I think that's yep. a great team to, on their way out. I, 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 like I said, I, just, I, I, I know their offense is good. I just don't trust their pitching right now. Correct. Two things: the baseball show has been canceled by Alan Perales. Both his panelists say the same thing. That's number one. And number two, Texas had it all set up this week, going to Boston and Washington to get a nice winning streak together and get get on a roll going into the second half. And they lost four out of six. It's and strictly because of their bullpen. So I agree totally with Jonathan. I'm really worried about the Rangers and if they can stay in this year. So. Jonathan, uh, how'd the girls do over Fourth uh, of July? Before we get you out of here, let us keep, give us an update on the Ohio. Oh, what's the update, baby? Yeah, it was really good. It was you know it was a long ten day trip for me. My eighteen U team. We went down to Baton Rouge. We enjoyed a good showcase. Got a chance to play in front of colleges. Uh, won a few games down there uh, and just played some good competition. The the you know again being from being from Louisiana it was a homecoming for me. I loved every second of it. I love getting to go and co- go home. And and kind of get a, a chance to not just coach my girls, but I get to see the future, what the the, the sport is uh, at home, kind of get in and kind of see where the direction of the, of the state is. But it was a lot of fun, and and unfortunately, uh, unfortunately, my kids did not adhere to the humidity as well as I was telling them to, to pre- uh, prepare. They were not ready for it. I remember the first fifteen minutes we before we started stretching, they're like, "I'm already sweating." I'm like, yes, this is humidity. This is humidity that y'all think that we get in Fort Worth, Texas. Y'all had no idea. They don't get nothing in Fort Worth, Texas. No. I loved it though, and so but we we played good. We played some good competition. We got a chance to see some things, a different environment, a different culture, and that's you know it's an it, for the eighteen U team. It was a uh, an experience that they got to see what it's like to be a college athlete because you hit the road, you traveled six seven hours for Baton Rouge. It was an eight hour drive for some of my kids. 
and the next day you're right at it playing ball. You're playing three games. You play two games the next day, and you go home, much like you do in college. So, as I said, it's it's a true experience of what the next level is going to be like when you get to travel at that aspect of. Uh, but we did well. We had a lot of good moments and a lot, of, you know, a lot of things that we still need to work on. But uh, being able to talk to colleges for them and kind of get them a chance to, to talk to different colleges. They're, they're, you know, talking to Louisiana schools and Mississippi schools, coaches they never met before and kind of give a different perspective for them. So it was a really good thing for them uh, to be able to do. That same weekend, my 14U, uh, my 14U uh, team, my older 14U team, ran the table, went undefeated in their tournament, won a championship. Uh, so again, another uh, it was our, our fifth championship we had uh, of the of the season. Uh, so very proud and very happy of, of them. Uh, and, and and able to do on that side of it. And then this past week, uh, my, uh, my 16 year team, we got to play, uh, in nationals, uh, in Lafayette. So traveled two hours West down to Lafayette, same thing, got to enjoy some nice, good humidity, some wonderful food, uh, down in, in that part of the state. But, uh, you got to play again, get some really good competition in nationals tournament teams against uh, teams from Texas team from, uh, Louisiana, uh, a couple teams from Arkansas and Mississippi, a little bit spread out. And uh, we finished uh, undefeated the first day, went one-on-one day two, uh, went one-on-one in day three again, finished uh, five and two on the weekend. Didn't hit as well as I expected us to do. Played outstanding. I think we turned five double plays uh, throughout the weekend. Defense was actually was absolutely on point. Pitching was really solid for us. Uh, like I said, the hitting part, the hitting coach in me was a little bit disappointed uh, that we didn't drive like I like drive the ball like I thought we should. But we did enough to win a lot of ball games and finish in fifth place. Finished top five in nationals, uh, so very good showing for that group, and, and just it continues the growth for them, uh, and, and continue to be able to move in the direction that we're at with them, that group. So I'm, and it's just telling me, hey, I got to, I got to challenge them even more. I got to find tougher teams for that team, that that group to play against, and, and every aspect of. So I'm very excited for the future with them. And then as I drive back, so we drove back last night, yesterday morning from Lafayette, and I get a message. I'm watching my 12U team play, and sure enough, they go to the championship. As I'm driving in, I go, well, I got to go watch them play. So uh, so went from Lafayette, headed to watch my 12U team play the championship, and they end up winning their championship. So nice. yay, congratulations. Nice. A very good stretch of, uh, of t- uh, tournaments uh, for us over the last couple of weeks. Uh, yeah, that was, our, again, our sixth tournament that we got to win. Actually, I think my tenure team. I think my tenure team won, it, uh, won their tournament two weeks ago as well. When uh, before Fourth of July, uh, so I think we had two or three tournament championships over the last two weeks. I have to double check on that. Uh, but again, I, I, too much success. I can't keep track. I can't keep up. <laughs> <laughs> just, it's a great thing, though. It's a great thing, and I'm just I'm awesome, proud. I'm very proud of what we're achieving awesome. and what we're doing. Uh, the girls at every age uh, that we have deserve all the credit for the work they're putting in. My coaches uh, for what they're achieving with those teams, they deserve the credit. And it's why we're we're thriving and, and going. And I'm again, I'm just a very happy person. I'm very happy of what, what we're doing. And I'm, I can't wait for uh, more. Uh, I, I think more should happen here soon. I tell you teams down in Galveston right now, and that they're playing in nationals. I think they have a chance to to run that one and win that. We have some other, more teams. My 18 new teams playing in a showcase this weekend. So doesn't stop for me. We only have a few more weeks and then of the season, and then we transition to fall from there. I love it. Awesome. Love it. Hey, well, congratulations, bro. This weekend, nice. Jonathan, we appreciate you joining us every Monday. Give it up for Mr. Jonathan Grishman, everybody. Yeah. We'll see you next time. Appreciate you. Appreciate you, brother. Yeah. As always, guys, enjoy. Appreciate it as always. Keep saying your about the Rangers. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Catch you next oh, week. We got, we got uh, maybe more tomorrow. Uh, I may, Alan may be pissed off at anybody. Oh, for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, it's, it's in chat, bro. He mad, bro. He's mad. Uh, yeah. 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 He right, take it easy, guys. See you, dude. All right, man. See you, Jonathan. <laughs> Jonathan Grisham, everybody. Uh, hey, let's uh, let's go ahead and get our uh, final goodbyes out of here. Uh, Johnny, you go first. First, Johnny, I, you didn't join us yesterday. And uh, before you say your final goodbyes, you were texting me during the UFC fights. I just wanted to get your uh, thoughts on UFC 290. As you texted me and said, man, I get it. I like it. Yeah, I, I, had, I had a great time. To, um, those were some of the best fights that I've seen in a long time. So it was a lot of fun watching the fights. Um, actually threw some money on it, but again, me being a, a dumbass rookie, um, I didn't separate each bet because oh. I would I would have had I would have had the first three. I would have had Nick the told first me about three. This. Nick told me about this, and you know, saying so, I, I was I was I was this close to winning like eight hundred and fifty dollars. He needed he, he, he needed Yair Rodriguez to win. He would have won eight hundred dollars, and that's I the one won, dog yeah, I knew wasn't gonna win. Uh, and that, and that's the, that's the, that's the shit. So and he got beat up. It's when, I, it's when I got to that one, I was like, "Damn, I was supposed to separate these shits," and I didn't, yo. But I, I wound up getting. I wound up being like thirty dollars up because I picked um the hooker kid uh to to win that yeah. fight oh, there. So I, I, oh, I took okay. all underdogs. All right, Flo. I took all, all right, underdogs, Flo. so I would have been three out of four. You know what I'm saying? And I would I would have won a little bit of money, but I will take it though for my I had a lot of fun, man. And the fights, the fights were like entertaining as hell. So I'm looking forward to the next one. When's the next uh UFC match, bro? Uh the next one's in a few weeks. UFC 291's right around the corner. There'll be some fights this weekend, but the big card will be uh UFC 291. Uh at the end of the month or something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, nice. Yeah, no, I had a blast, man. Like I said, I, I'll get this betting thing down. Uh, Scott Williams, I'm, I'm gonna have to go visit the, the 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 old folks' home and actually sit there with Scott so he can yeah. tell me, okay, this is exactly how you do it. Like I'm a five year old. Scott, anytime he parlays, just slap him around a little bit. Just stop, bro. Him. Stop. Like I, <laughs> if he was on yesterday, I would have slapped him around because Nick told me what what, he, what bro, happened. I, I was I, I was so I mad at myself. But then when so he said he was up, he, he ended when, up when being I, up. When I, I like, when bro. I hit bet, when I hit bet on that, and I, I saw parlay, I was like, no. <laughs> yeah, you when you that. when you bet, it it'll say money line on it, or it'll right. say plus two hundred minus singles. Right, singles. right. Well, no, I gotta. I, yeah. Yes, I gotta learn to basically just make you, you that make bet sure right that, there. Make sure, make sure there's on, make sure there's a bet line for thing. each item down your slip. Yeah. Right, if it's it'll one say, big item. It's just it makes it so it makes it so easy. Oh, it makes it so together. Yeah. Yeah. They want you to do like, that shit. Draft, so, before you me. go with final thoughts, DraftKings, any yes. any site has yeah. a bet slip. My bookie, and baby. I use my bookie. One of the bet slip. bookie. Proud, proud sponsor of, of, of LTS. Of LTS. Use LTS as your promo yes. code on that one as well. Yes, Absolutely. Johnny. It's the same thing on that one as well. Just look for it. Make sure you have a, a dollar amount per line. Right. If right. it's if it's right. below, if it's at the bottom and there's no dollar amounts on the top. No. That's a pile. Trust me, I realized it last night, bro. I was yeah. I was ste- I was steaming last night, bro. Uh, I was just staring at my phone. Like if I didn't just get this phone, I would have. I, <laughs> <laughs> I was. I don't mad blame you, dude. <laughs> All right, let's hear your final thoughts, dude. Well, my final thoughts is make sure you know what you're doing before you place a bet. Uh, so make sure you're <laughs> listening to Scott. Uh, make sure you check him out. 
Um, I still did go up thirty dollars for for the day, so I had a good time. The fights were oh. a blast. Um, a lot of action, a lot of toe to toe. So it was it was a lot of fun. Uh, so a lot a lot of upsets won. Uh, so that's always a good thing. I, I like the underdog stories. Uh, it was a lot of fun. I'm sorry I missed the show yesterday, but um, yeah, we will be back next Sunday with uh, another cruising top five. Oh, boy. Um, Whoa, it's taking me forever whoa. to finally get moved, but um, we should be done by this coming weekend. Uh, we got some yeah. false information as far as when we can move in, so it won't be until this weekend. So we should be done this weekend. So I'm looking forward to Thursday night show as well, man. Happy to be back with you guys. Dan Hooker, uh, real quick on the fight. So uh, he won that fight, you know. And uh, broke his arm in that fight. Yeah, then, dude. Uh, they, I saw X-ray today. Broke a bone in his in his in face. His eye? In, uh, his, oh, in his face, did. like below like, his. Right like, his oh, cheek. so he ended yeah. up breaking that. He did end up breaking. Bro, he was he was determined, he, bro. That, he got was kicked in the head. I, to this, I, I I don't know how I he survived know. that leg kick uh, to the head. I thought it was over, bro. I thought I, it was over. Nine out of ten people are dead. <laughs> I mean, in the shadow <laughs> realm with that. Right, like, I thought he was going to be sleeping. Yes, he just ate it. Ate it. Yeah. Broke his face and ate it and kept yeah. going. It was it kept going, man. I said this. Uh, I said this. I said it was. he was a true Florida man. Uh, it's, the headline should have read, Florida man wins UFC fight because the way he was dressed and looked with the blonde hair and the tattoos, uh, I, I was like, when did Dan Hooker – <laughs> When did Dan Hooker become the lead singer of My Chemical Romance? So, uh, you know. <laughs> oh, man. I love it. Oh, you ain't lying, bro. Go, go ahead, Scott. You uh, go ahead and get us our, our your final goodbye here. Uh, what's up? What's up? What, you got anything on the All Star game? Are we betting the All Star game tomorrow? I'm not betting the All Star game. It was a home run derby tonight. Hey, yo, money down. line. Yeah, AL money line. AL money line. AL's like ten in a row. They've won like ten, like ten in a row or something like yeah. that. I don't yeah, it's, it's just crazy like that. Crazy yeah, true that. Uh, Flo, uh, shout out to ruthless Robbie Lawler. Yeah, uh, yeah it was incredible. Absolutely. So uh, for for all the fantasy people out there, Scott Fishbowl started today for most people. So good luck yes, on that. Yes, congrats, fellas. Congrats. Yeah, my draft is Saturday live in Boston, so I, I will be there for that. Uh, secondly, there's a um, there's a polysplayoff.com that I'm I'm gonna be involved in. I it's a Alzheimer's to support Alzheimer's league. The guy that runs it, his his uh, Alzheimer's. Wife, you said Alzheimer's. Yep, Alzheimer's. Okay. Um, the, his Do you have wife, to have Alzheimer's to be in the league, Scott? So you'll fit right in. No, you don't have to. Don't have to. But anyway, but anyway, his, his wife's mother. Suffered from Alzheimer's, so we wanted to start a fantasy football league. So he's nice. looking for people to enter that. You know, I'm down. Small donation. Um, so I wanted to shout that out for that guy as well. I've been in that league for two years running. This will be the third year straight I've been in it. So um, are the great charity. A lot of people are affected by it. So it's a great charity. If you want Absolutely. any more information, go to paulysplayoff.com, and you'll be able to see the information on there. Um you know, all these charities are great. They help kids, pets, Alzheimer's patients. So um, go and, that and was, donate. That, that's, that's Paulie's L-I-E-S? No, P-O-L-L-Y-S, playoff.com. Okay. Um, and go support cause. And go support it. It's a great cause. You know, everybody is geared toward, you know, gravitates toward a, a, a cause to help raise funds for. So, um 
go uh, yeah. donate to that and play play in the fantasy league if you if you enjoy fantasy. I, I, I'm down to get down with that, Scott. I'll get down with that one. Okay. Okay. That's awesome. What an awesome yeah. thing to do. Go ahead, yeah, Sam. Uh, what uh, nice goodbye do you have today? Oh, well, before I give my nice goodbye, I like to go ahead and tell Flo that when you log off tonight from this chat to go log, um, put in a floppy disk in your computer, because that's how long ago your stupid championships were. You're not getting another one as long as that decrepit Jerry Jones is in charge. Dak ain't hoisting a trophy, brother. Admit <laughs> it. it sleep on it. And you better hope Jerry's son is not a clueless nincompoop like his daddy is. I think okay. Alex now, uh, and by uh, the way, Thursday, Alan had a double dose, right? He had the Rangers on the from yeah. John. And now he had so, uh, Mr. First. Cowboys. <laughs> so now that that's off my chest, uh, I have to control myself there. <laughs> Uh, go ahead, go ahead. Okay. Uh, we all go through adversity uh, in life, uh, but just remember, like, nobody's story that has reached the mountaintop didn't have adversity in it. There's always past it, okay? People get past things all the time. You can get past things. I promise you that. I hope you get past uh, that saying, anger man. you're dealing with right now, Sam. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm a, you know what? I'm going to go beat up Jim. <laughs> Jim, watch out. Jim, run. When he opens the door, run, Jim. Run, Jim. You like the Cowboys, Jim? Huh? You think you got something nice to say about the Cowboys? Same man's headphones. We're screwed. <laughs> go ahead, Tanner. Get uh go ahead and get your final goodbye before we get any parting shots. Oh my god. Uh look, I think I fixed my lighting. Does it look better? It, it looks a little better. It's a little better, bro. You don't look like you're in the suntan booth anymore. You look like you, you just came out of it. Hey, Flo, you got old caps on. Do you know that, or did you accidentally hit it with your old man fingers? How about now? Yeah, Larry King looking. Does it look better? No, that's better. That, that is better. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Just... Come back this How's this? Does it look better? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So next week, guys, we'll start out this. I can touch each of my light poles here. And so that way I get the right light with the camera over here. And that should work out. So um, other than that, guys, uh, I won't be here Thursday. Um, got a pretty exciting opportunity for uh, some coaching gigs for baseball. That has you got us a guest. I do. Guys, I love our show next. I love our show on Thursday. And I'm kind of bummed I'm going to miss it. Uh, one for for Nick, because uh, I want to hear him talk about it, because he's a champion also. 8.15 p.m. Central, 9.15 p.m. Eastern, Mr. Ryan Larrison of Yard. Nice. And, uh, oh, and will be on as training camp will begin here next week. We, I want to hear what Ryan's – as and drafts are starting. I'm in two drafts already. Our – I'm sorry. I'm in three drafts already. Yeah, get your rankings oh, ready. We're gonna do uh, some comparing no. some Scott Cobes and, and well, Ryan's rankings. Oh, I, I was hoping not. I was hoping yeah, you guys please. would touch base as well of like, hey, these drafts that are happening in July, right? This is, I mean, it's really early in July. Like, what tips, what tricks does Ryan have? What tips does Scott have? What tips do you all have? To give out to our audience of the fantasy football world because there's a yeah, lot of we'll, tr- yeah. Well, you're not here to ask that question, that's, that's, Tanner. That's so a, we'll run the one, show. That's what I'm telling you now, dummy. So <laughs> yeah. that's, that's what one, I'm telling you. And then uh, your 9:15 p.m. Central, 10:15 p.m. guest. 
I'm ready to. I'm hoping you guys talk about some Rangers. I hope he talks about some Cowboys with Mr. Ashton Nix of One Peak Sports. He's coming on. That should be good. Uh, He's pretty excited. He reached out to me actually like three times after I asked him. So uh, he's excited to get on it. And uh, I'm hoping hoping some good uh, conversation there. So, so Tanner, quick question: Three already before we sign off, bro? Yesterday. I had the Larison brothers on the off the rails. It was just me and them. So so I have to deal with the Larison brothers again Thursday night. Don't yeah, take, yeah, I'm don't sorry. take that shit, Tanner. I'm sorry. Yeah. You gotta deal with them. It's all right, though. It's our show though, Scott. It's our show. You but know. it's at night. Like it's it's closer to night. So like Nick's gonna yeah. be halfway tired. Ryan's gonna be already bummed or you know, already tired because of his kids already in bed. So you, you so my second question is, when do I get Keith Angle on so us us nursing home brothers can... It, it'll well, tell him to stay up. I was just about to say, tell him to stick his head in the screen. I know, I'm just kidding. I know. <laughs> you can see it past 9 o'clock, so, but it's, yes. coming. it's coming for we, Keith. We've asked Keith uh, several times. He's got to take a nap in the afternoon before he gets, comes on. <laughs> Johnny, Johnny, did he not? He told he us that he had he told us he had to take a nap. <laughs> he, he needs his Dixie yeah, couple that. of little pills for take. What's your final thoughts? Uh my I I don't I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't have none. I'm that's all, hey, that's weird. That's how, weird. How do you feel about LSU? Uh-huh. Oh yeah, that yeah. Mr. First with the best lighting. Uh, yeah, don't don't try to get in my good grades now, motherfucker. You out? <laughs> you out? Lights and shit. I, how's Mr. First Santa? His lighting goes in and out. So, um, you know, not, I mean, you Nick's know, just yeah, just if, I get, if I get close, I'm all like black and white. If I get yeah, yeah, right, like yeah. 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 Well, it's yeah, like I, I don't get other stuff. After Mr. First Down took off on him. He's My final thought is uh, I interviewed uh, Dick Dango, Dick Dick Drago, <laughs> Dick, Dick Drago yesterday. Please Dick check Drago, out baby. Dick Drago. Please check that, that out. Uh, great guys, good talk. Uh, uh, I mean, he's got a lot yeah, of history of baseball. This is a guy who was on the first uh, ever Royals team uh, when they were an expansion team. When they were in Kaufman's. So, yeah. Memorial to Kaufman. So he was on the first team that played in the K. Yep. Uh, so he uh, he's great stuff there. So please check that out. Uh, you know, it's been a, it was a pleasure talking with him. Great guy, baseball. So it's a lot of fun. Uh, that's it. Other than that, again, check us out Thursday night. We got my brother Matt Larison and Ashton Nix joining us. Ryan Larison, you said this last time the wrong way. Whatever, which it doesn't matter. One of my Larison <laughs> brothers is joining the show. Uh, I'm Bob Kids, baby. It's whoever I say it is. One right. of the Larison brothers will be joining the show. Yeah. Uh, one of my brother Larison brothers are going to be joining the show. Whether it's Ryan, Matt, maybe they got, maybe they're going to be joining us together. I don't know. It's a maybe good your dad's going to show. Maybe your dad's going to show up. Yeah, yeah, I would love Pop to be on the show i want Papa <laughs> one day on. one day we're gonna get him on we're yeah. gonna get out yeah. i want to say he, he says something to ryan about it i mentioned yeah it well ryan he's gonna too. start a show like he's gonna start yeah. a show with yeah. uh ryan and matt so nice. we're gonna get him on our nice. show one day one oh day. yeah i need to go on their show uh yeah. have soon. your fantasy football questions ready people yeah have your fantasy football questions ready i'm excited uh we're for that on, on thursday so please check us out then other than that everybody have a great week uh great rat tuesday and wednesday we'll see you thursday uh for all of us here at let's talk sports be a friend tell a friend like subscribe share
Tanner, hit that outro, baby. Let's get the hell out of here. Without a love of my own blue moon. One life better pop off. What do you like? Make a dream job. No nine five, no mean box. Just my life and free thoughts. You could try to play, but you're never gonna beat me. Look the other way, what I'm doing ain't easy. Bloody hands stained from the people who deceive me. Bloody hands break through the chains, go free me. People like sheep move feet, hurt it easy. Don't wanna be fast asleep when they see me Better stand tall, ready for a fight, believe me When they try to change, you can say no, free me When they try to change, you can say no, 